With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 8 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. See, here's the thing. Harmon was here ready to do the show tonight. And then Andre Dawson got hit in the head with a pop-up in the all-star celebrity game. So we sent Harmon home, gained the night off, and brought in Chicago Cubs apologist Jonas Knox to do the show tonight. Jonas, welcome in. Thank well, you for on short notice coming in so we can make fun of your hero uh, for the next three hours. Well, there's a couple of things. Andre Dawson was my favorite player growing up. I love the Hawk. I love Andre Dawson. I used to try and do his batting stance when I was Watch out, watch out. It's going to hit you in the head. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. And the fact that he now runs or owns a funeral home and just got hit in the head with a softball during a celebrity game is just – Really heartbreaking. Uh, it's like seeing your hero, uh, and, and then he's disrobed, and it's just not what you expected it to be. It's just, it's just so disheartening. I see dead people. Should Ugh. never meet your heroes. But no. he, here's what's bad about it is that if he was in the outfield, okay. Yeah. 
But this was one. Of, he was playing first base, and it was a pop up, and it wasn't really a high pop up. And because, the ball's bright yellow. Yeah, you can't really miss it up against the sky. <laughs> yeah, it was like that Nerf Turbo whistling uh, football. I, like you could play that thing in the dark because it would whistle, and you could hear it coming. I, how does he drop that? You can't say a lot. No, well, he didn't drop it. It hit yeah, him. Yeah, that's true. It hit him square <laughs> in the top of the head. But no, not in the fa- top oh, of the head. Man. Top of the head. Come on, Tightshirt. We have to be accurate. We can't lie to America. Here. I mean, well, I guess maybe tech is the head is the face part. Face is part of the head. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, he should know. He sees enough dead bodies every day. Uh, oh. here, here's the now. Let me now let me say it's too this. Soon, bro. Well, it's not too soon. Uh, whoever did pay to go to this celebrity game and is watching this in attendance, I don't even know if it's live. You're elite. no, it's it's well, it it was it was live at one point. Okay, but it's now taped. it's yeah. Okay, but people did. Were, okay, people did pay yeah. to go see this. Yeah. yeah. You're a loser. All right. And it's that that's that's a blanket statement, but you are a loser, a certified L if you paid to go see a bunch of celebrities play softball. No. Listen, on, man. Listen, listen. People want to have fun. I know you're upset because you just watched Dawson get bonked. You gotta take it out on somebody. Okay. It's misdirected anger. All the stuff that, look, the Mets have batted out of order this year. We didn't do that. <laughs> no one's gotten hit in the head yet. No one's got hit in the head yet. All right. So I know you're angry. I know you're upset. Oh man. This is not the people. This is not the good people in Washington oh, watching this game. This is terrible. not on them. Just terrible. RS is in the jackpot. I mean, it was right <laughs> in the, I mean, they hit him square in the did. top of the head. And, and it, the look on his face after it hit him was like, oh, what just here's the here's the part that's going to make the rounds on social media. There's going to be an entire segment of social media population that has no idea how great Dawson was. He was the best player in baseball for a time. And if he w- didn't play on that, whatever they called that, that concrete in Montreal for all those years, he would have had better knees to play longer in his career. And you, that's going to be the lasting memory of Andre And, th- and that wouldn't have happened oh, had man. all those things happened. Yeah, this, I he, blame it on Montreal. I'm, I'm glad the team's gone. Wow. <laughs> this is not Canada's fault. It's unbelievable. Listen, I understand you're upset. Now, you've taken on you've gone, you've taken on people in Washington. Yeah. Now you've taken on the country of Canada. It, damn well, straight. I mean, what's next for you, man? Come on, you got to just suck this up <laughs> and take the loss. <laughs> Sometimes you just take the L and you have to move on. Oh, Andre Dawson. Man. Take the what L. A bummer. Take the L. You gotta get you know what I gotta get you for Christmas is a Cubs hat with a bullseye right on the spot where Dawson got hit. That's gonna that's gonna be my pre I just gotta yeah. get a Cubs target hat somehow. Or, or just put like one of the those back of the door hoops that you used to get as a kid, those nerf hoops, and just at least that way if a ball hits him in the head, you make a basket. Oh. I mean, at least at least get something out of the deal because that was just such a disheartening display of your hero and yeah. what he has become. Yeah terrible getting hit in the head with a pop-up at first base it wasn't it wasn't even a high pop-up like i got it i got it and dawson's under it in the ball yeah i get this was i mean he actually moved back i mean i don't know that it was hit that high no it wasn't it wasn't now i'm gonna blame it on whoever the second baseman is i have no idea. it could be uh dan the del taco guy i have no idea how these celebrity games work or i think it was it might have been mike the miz i saw him uh, yeah okay yeah, well i'm gonna blame him. it on him then because right. uh because dawson tried to call it there was a noise that was made uh, somebody was yelling from the dugout and he just got caught up in the moment well bill nye the science guy is at the game so i'm sure he's gonna have a whole thing on trajectory and and physics and how that all worked out. Uh, by the way, velocity it, up in the air. Look at Bill this. Bill Knight needs to be careful how he swings the bat because, like, he is close to just disappearing. <laughs> There's not a lot to Bill Nye. Okay, if you really want to see a magic trick, next time that guy is seeing an 0-2 count and he tries to swing at a high fastball, he is going to vanish into thin air. Uh, we have fake breaking news coming into our studios here now. Uh, Golden headphones. What what do you have for us coming in now, guys? That's actually Tim Kirchin. Oh! 
Yeah, same difference. I mean, come on. I actually watched Tim Kirchin bat taking oh, well, pitches. Oh, no, I know, I know who t- Tim Kirchin is. I'm saying, but when Bill Nye was up to bat, we were watching Bill <laughs> no, Nye same bat. Same guy, same guy. We were watching Bill Nye up at bat, and I'm like, man, no, 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 no. Tim Kirchin is very short. He's a very short man. Yeah. Bill, Bill Nye's got a little bit of a reach on him. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so in a in a fight, who are you taking? Because of the reach, you're taking Bill Nye. I don't know. See, it depends on how long. Yeah, yeah I would. But I would Kirchin's think, scrappy, though. I would. I would. Uh, if if Kirchin's got a mean double leg and he can get it down to the ground, I like his chances there. Because I don't know how well Bill Nye fights off his back. But if you're standing on the feet, I mean, he's just going to use that piston like jab with the reach. He's going to fight tall, and it's going to be a problem for Tim Kirchin. So we're going to continue all night tonight on the show to talk about Andre Dawson getting hit in the head with <laughs> Are a pop-up in the celebrity game. We'll bring back the best highlights of, of, of Dawson's career home run. Just, just tag at the end with, oh, it hit him in the oh, head. Man. Oh, it hit him in the head. Just, just embarrassing. Is that worse than Jose Canseco's? Uh, oh, well, Jose, Jose was still playing, but it was hit further out. This was an easy pop-up. Yeah. And it was a softball. And the it's ball, a lot easier yeah. to catch. And bright yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy, you're not. Yeah, you're not making a. You, I mean, I think Conseco's was a more difficult play, but he was a major leaguer. But still, yeah, no, I think the, if you had the columns of both sides, Conse- who who did it better? Yeah, there's more check marks in the in the Andre Dawson column. I would say that uh, in in Andre Dawson's defense, this is an exhibition. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know what. You know what? Apollo Creed and Ivan Drago was yeah. supposed to be an exhibition. They- <laughs> Duke said it. This was supposed to be an exhibition. And what count. happened? Yeah. Doesn't count. Oh, he dies. Yeah. He dies. Spoiler, he dies. And, well, now we have Creed 2, though, which is very exciting. Uh, so we're live from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. But right now, the night is owned by none other than Bryce Harper who won the Home Run Derby in his home ballpark. And how did it sound to win the Home Run Derby? Meanwhile, look at these shots by Prince. Way back! Man, that one's almost to Omaha. That's the wrong direction. That'd be St. Louis. Oh, you're going to call it. That would be St. Louis. Well, they called oh, him Prince, man. so that was good. They called him the Prince. We had to work Berman in, didn't we? Well, don't you miss – I mean, tonight – Tonight's a night you miss Berman tonight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you yeah. really missed him tonight. Oh, I love, listen, I, I love the swam. Uh, I love, uh, but it's after after four or five home runs, the material gets a little thin. That that was always the problem with Berman. You're still calling home runs. There's only so much you can do. Yeah, I mean. I guess it's a throwback to our youth and what we grew up with. Uh, it would have been nice. Like but... on a piece of paper, this one hit to the beltway, got it. This one hit to Camden, is that the right way? All right, got it. Well, then here's this a... one hit to free agency, got it. Who puts more? Who puts more preparation into just the home run call, John Sterling or Chris Berman? Oh, Chris Berman, because Sterling just does the same thing. Yeah, Once he, he comes up with one, like that's it. It's like going to a restaurant and you don't know what dishes you like, and when you find the one you like, every time you go there, that's the only one you get. Yeah, that now Sterling is done. Okay, so is Sterling? So he he does nothing special when a when a visitor hits a home run. It's just a flat home run call. It's a home run. That's it. What do you think, Susan? Okay, I need to. Okay, yeah. all right. Then then I I guess. Uh, and the Yankees now find themselves trailing. 
Five to four. Why not bring Berman back for at least a round? The well, final round. Yeah, well, why not bring him back to do certain things when you miss him? Like home run derby night. You miss yes. him. First day of the draft. You miss him. I mean, certain days. You know, let him work like five days a year. This should be one of them. I mean, I remember the days when you couldn't get the NFL package and you could only see the highlights afterwards. And oh, it was and him NFL and Tom Jackson. Time. Yeah. Him and, and they were fantastic. And it was an hour long. Mm-hmm. Like everything now is two hours, three hour post and pre. It was an hour long. They got every single game in. Every single highlight, it was wrapped up. You had that suspenseful music in the background, which I've never heard anywhere else except only on primetime. And it was awesome TV. And then they just uh, decided, now nah, we're going to go to a different direction. I'll tell you what. I edited highlights for that show. I worked on that show as a production assistant at ESPN because I was behind the scenes in production before I became a talent. And that was the biggest thing at ESPN was to be someone that was assigned as a PA, like before you move on and do other yes. things and move up. But when you when you first start as a production assistant, usually there as a PA for like, two to three years, and then you wind up getting promoted. But, like, when you were there, that was, like, the biggest thing. Like, if you got assigned a primetime game, like, especially a 4 o'clock primetime game where there was such a quick turnaround because your game had to end, you had to edit it so it made air before 8 o'clock for the night game, that was, like, the, the best thing you could do as a PA. You came in, you were like, yeah, I'm, I'm it today. That was a really big thing to edit those things. So were you the guy that he yelled at because you walked in front of the camera? No, that it wasn't me. All these, that wasn't you? All these people walking in front of the camera. <laughs> no, my my gig, one of my gigs doing that, because I did a lot of, you know, not for nothing, but I did a lot of primetime games. One of my gigs was to do a primetime game, a 1 o'clock game, you edit it, and then I had this job called Boomer's Bodyguard, which is a job nobody wants because it's the, it's the most stressful job at – all the jobs ever done at ESPN that I did there as a production assistant on the air, nothing was more stressful than being what's called Boomer's Bodyguard. Your job was, you you know, you, you watch the game, 1 o'clock game, you edit the highlight, you bring it up, they all watch it. Berman writes down where to put his nicknames in, where to put all the stuff in. Tom Jackson, read where to get his analysis and all that stuff. And then at a quarter to eight, you ha- it was your job to get Berman from the room they watch football down to the studio. And I'm thinking, okay, i got to walk with him down yeah, to the studio. Yeah, big deal. The producer says to me, trust me, there's a reason why this is on the schedule. Everybody wants to stop and talk to him. He will stop and talk to everybody. We need to get him down so he can see highlights. you got to get him down. you got to get him down. It's like, yeah, okay. I'm like, yeah, whatever, whatever. And sure enough, you know, quarter to eight, he pushes it by a couple of minutes, gets his stuff, gets ready to walk down. Everybody says hi because he's a really nice guy. At work, and everybody, hey, boom, how you doing? Hey, hey, how are you? Hey, hey, thanks for signing that baseball for my kid's school. That was great. Oh, that was great. It came out, you know, let me know when you need it done again. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, we got like a, we got to get down there. We got to get down there. Then you get to the door, and you open the door. You go down the steps. Someone walks up. Hey, boom, hey, oh, Thursday for the Thursday night intro. I got to get you to do this on Tuesday. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, I'll write something tonight. I'll get it to you. What time are we getting? I'm going, oh, there's six minutes to the show. There's six minutes. And right now, everybody's flipping out going where's Berman where's Berman and there was a couple of times I got him in the chair when the tease was about to roll and when it's like and in one minute they would come out to an empty it would just be Tom Jackson sitting by himself if they if he wasn't there and he I remember after a couple of times he said to me he said look Jason look I've been doing this show for 15 years now I've never missed the beginning Okay, but there's times where he would sit down and they're putting his earpiece in, his makeup, all with like 30 seconds to camera, 30, and Berman's still getting his shot sheets and stuff. He's got to say, 20 seconds to camera, 10 seconds to camera, get the camera woman, get the makeup woman off, get her off, get her off. And then they show, and then it wipes up and Berman's there. 
welcome to NFL primetime and everything looks real smooth. It was so stressful. Oh, man. So stressful to do that. Uh, now, okay, now how would they communicate when you were late and they didn't know where you were or say you they were worried you were going to be late? This was back before cell phones, back before oh, pagers. I'm yeah, assuming. there was how nowhere. They, there so was how, nowhere. They, there was no way to nope. get in touch with you? Not until you walked into the studio. Not, not until you walked Just into the studio. Just think about how many F-bombs no. you got behind your back. That mother after yeah, that. How the hell? But the thing, it wasn't just, I, I found out everybody else did it. And it was like, when you do that gig and then you do it for like two months and you move on, it was like, thank God. Thank God that was so stressful. And then somebody else, and it's the same thing. He Sometimes he gets down there five minutes before. Sometimes he gets down there right when his... It I, was I actually incredible. believe it because there's a video you can find on YouTube where he was at the Pro Bowl in Hawaii, and he's working the Pro Bowl. And somebody had a camera or something, and they spotted him. He went to the front row of the stands at the Pro Bowl, and he started drinking a beer with some woman. Yeah. <laughs> he just yeah. started drinking a beer like, yeah. and just what having a conversation. Yeah, it might have been Rebecca. Who knows? No, front front row seats. Last one. I know. I just found out. Is that a longboard logger, Rebecca? No. He was he was always really nice to everybody at work. If something bad went down, you didn't want to you didn't want to get near him because if something bad happened, yeah, don't walk like, in front of his camera. You brought, yeah, if you didn't, you'll get a shiv in the back. You were like, oh my god, I really want to walk away. But that, but he was, but that job, everybody who, no matter who was, like, hey, boom, how you doing? Hey, hey, how are you? Hey, are we working together this week? Meanwhile, it's you know, it's a cameraman or you know, someone who like you know is, are we working together? Oh yeah, I think I'm doing baseball tonight on Friday. Great, I'll see you then. I'm going. We got to come on, man. We got to get in there. We got to get in there. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter. At how about a fresca? Jonas at the Jonas Knox. Jonas in for Mike Harmon tonight. Coming up next. Did we just watch Bryce Harper wave goodbye to Washington after winning the Home Run Derby? Yeah, pretty sure we just did. We get into it next on Fox. I know. I just found out. You're bummed. I'm not. Fox Sports Radio, it is the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Mike Harmon out tonight, so Jonas Knox can be in here. We make fun of Andre Dawson getting hit in the head with a pop-up in the celebrity softball game. I didn't even see it. What happened? I didn't even know what you're talking about. I didn't even know. Well, Dave Kingman came in out of nowhere. House of Fire hit him, knocked him over. Bob Dernier comes in then, pulls Kingman off him. Is This is where you – okay. Now, I know you sent a tweet, and you said this is a night where you really miss Chris Berman. Sure. A moment like that is when I really miss Don Zimmer. Because Don Zimmer would have gone out in the middle of the game and given him two batting helmets to put on his head. Oh, yeah. Well, like, he would have had fun yeah. with it. Remember, Zimmer was wearing the uh, yes. the Army helmet uh, oh, man. the one time. I love Don Zimmer. <laughs> uh, so we'll continue to make fun of Jonas and Andre Dawson as the night goes on. Uh, tight shirt, all Andre Dawson moments. Get all three good ones off of uh, Oh, come on. Oh, sorry. Was that out loud? Come sorry. on, man. That guy, hey, look, that, that guy runs a funeral home. He won't be nice to your corpse if you piss him <laughs> off now. Uh, but the home run derby tonight is won by Bryce Harper. Harper, who wears the big bandana with the state with the uh washington dc flag he's got the united states flag on his right arm and it was fun tonight every ball it seemed like harper hit was five miles in the air it beat schwarber for the title it was exciting his celebration he goes so over the top first of all he ties schwarber right in the final round it comes down to it and he's got the extra 30 seconds but he ties schwarber on the final hit of quote regulation and so it's 18 apiece, and he's jumping around, and he is playing to the crowd, and he's in with his teammates and, and uh, right off the off the diamond, and it's like, oh, my God, dude, you're cra- you got to hit another home run. 
So time goes down. Time, you know, time calms down a little bit. Then he goes back out there. He hits his home run, and he is running around, and he's grabbing the trophies, giving it to his dad, and he's up, and he's yelling and screaming. And I'm watching this, and I'm saying, Bryce Harper is saying goodbye to D.C. This is – he realizes – this could be as good as it's going to get for him the rest of this season. He's having a horrible year. They're not playing well. They might not play in the playoffs, and he's going to be a free agent. He's saying, I'm taking advantage of this moment right now, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, that's what was going on because nobody celebrates. Even winning in your own backyard, nobody celebrated the home run derby quite like that. I mean, that's You, you would tune into that, and if you didn't see the uniforms, you would say, oh, did Harper just hit a walk-off in a World Series game? I mean, he, really, he won the home run derby. He looked like the guy who takes fantasy football way too seriously. <laughs> I, and, because it, it, it's an exhibition. It's a home run derby. Who gives a crap? There were fireworks. He held a trophy over his head like it was the Stanley Cup. I'm watching it thinking, hey, man, is this just an indicator? Is this just an indictment of how much you've not won at the major league level, that this is a big-time celebration? And people, people are le- legitimately excited about it. And Kyle... Kyle Schwarber is kind of like, all right, well, yay, I lost, big deal. Yeah. Well, I already won a World Series, so I guess you know, whatever. You could have this little, uh, this little trophy over here. But it just looked like one of those ultra competitive guys who, uh, after he hits a big shot in pool, he takes the pool cue and he starts playing the air guitar with it. Like, come on, man, it's a home run effing derby. The balls are probably juiced. Um, you, uh, you've got a do rag on like you're Daniel Larusso and Karate Kid, and there's this a spectacle. We'll get to his dad later. His dad has got all sorts of questions that need to be asked about as well, too. His dad may have cheated. We yes. got to get to that. Yeah, uh, in, more, in more ways than one. Uh, beard and body. And we'll get to that <laughs> at some point later on. But it just, it looked like... Wait, a, his dad's Russian? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, basically. Whoa, breaking uh, news here. We have that now. It, uh, Who knew? It, it just, it seemed like a bit over the top. I haven't really done much. I needed this more than everybody else needed it. And that's kind of kind of wild when you consider that this guy's supposed to be the face of baseball and the greatest player in the game. 877-99 on Fox Twitter at how about a fresca Jonas at the Jonas Knox as we talk Bryce Harper winning the home run derby. Yeah, Schwarber really quick. It's like he didn't know how to react. Like the look on his face after he saw <laughs> Harper tie it, he was like, "Ah, uh, should I be more upset? I mean, I'm a little upset, but I'm not that upset. <laughs> like, who cares? Uh, but, you know, it seems like it's a pretty nice moment. I mean, I'm not going to win, and he's going to win. And, all right, I don't really quite know how. No, but Harper was just yeah. everything. It, it was, I mean, really, he celebrated. Like, if, if you didn't know, if I dropped you, if you were on Mars for the last three years, and you came back and I said, okay, Bryce Harper, oh, boy, he was really good, yeah. Look at this moment tonight. I just took the jerseys out of it. And you didn't know. You would say Harper just won the World Series. He just won a game with a walk-off home run. It was That's al- how he was celebrating. It, it was almost like Schwarber didn't realize it was a big deal until he saw how Bryce Harper was celebrating. And then as he was sort of siding with the, wow, this is a really big deal, he stopped himself and said, no, it's actually really not. This is really not a big deal. This guy just looks like a fool. I don't know what's happening here. I'm jacked up about it. <laughs> I just I don't get it. Like, what was the? It's just it's an exhibition. You don't in the slam dunk contest. You don't see stuff like that. Like even in the slam dunk contest where it's all about individuality mm-hmm. and it's the NBA and the players overreact and everybody's got a, a Gatorade scorecard that they hold up. You'd never see guys celebrate like that. Vince Carter never celebrated like that when he won a slam dunk contest. Spud Webb never did that back in the day when he won a slam dunk contest. This felt like it meant 
way too much to this guy. No, of course it did because he knows in the end, he knows coming in, like I said, either consciously or subconsciously, that this is going to be it because he's going to want $300 million, or at least that's what Scott Boris is going to ask for. Maybe $400 million. Oh, but I brought him down to $300 million, so that's what it is. But that's what he's going to want. The Nationals have seen, well, we haven't won a World Series with him, and here we are, he's having a bad year, and we're at five hundred. And we've seen two teams now, the Phillies and the Braves, have all their young players come up, and they're all pretty good. The Nationals have had their window. They have to realize we had our window, and they had an all-star lineup, one through eight, every single night two, three years ago. I mean, they had guys. I mean, when Jason Worth is your worst starter, and he was overpaid, but you needed somebody to come in to be the starter. Oh, they were stacked. They were stacked. I mean, they're they're all-stars everywhere. So they have to realize they're done. Their window of being dominant is done. Yeah. And all you're going to do by giving Bryce Harper $30 million a year is find a way to not be able to be competitive at the other ends of things. So this is going to be it. He knows all these things are out. Look, Harper's a smart guy. He knows all these things are going on. He knows the likelihood that they're going to suddenly catch fire in the second half. He's hoping it could happen, but realistically, they're not playing well, and he knows there's no hope running to the rescue. It, you know, And so he knows this could be it. This could be it. This could wind up being my last best moment, and I want to have something. I want to share something. I want to celebrate something because it's not going to be a World Series. And it's going to be such a big offseason move. It's going to be one of those where there are two stories. And people are going to pay as, as – if he say he goes to the Yankees, Bryce Harper ends up in the Yankees in New York. People are going to pay as much attention to what he does with the Yankees as they are how the Nationals look after he leaves. Because there's always been something off with the Nationals, always something missing. And to your point, they've been stacked for years. They thought it was a managerial thing, so they hired Dave Martinez. They've been a disaster. Harper's gotten worse. If he leaves and they get better, that's an awful look for that guy. 877 on Fox, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, Jonas Knox in for Mike. Now, this is a 30-second commercial. Going to throw some numbers at you, but stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more in car insurance. This company's been offering great rates, great service for over 75 years. And anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. The company is Geico. Go to geico.com today. Sorry for the numbers. And 54321, I am out of time. We'll have more on Bryce Harper and Bryce Harper's dad specifically coming up in a little bit less than 15 minutes from now. But in one minute, it looks like one big NFL star is going to be a huge free agent after this year. I'm so excited. (laughs) No, you'll be playing left field for the Mets this fall. I'm very, very excited about it. It's going to be Tebow hitting third, Peter Alonzo hitting fourth, Kyle Tucker hitting fifth. Oh, there's your Mets order. But we have that story in a minute. But first... A man who always hits third, fourth, or fifth in the order for us here at That's Fox. right, damn it. Because he's never failed a drug test. It is Tom Looney <laughs> with What's Trending. What, what's the laugh there? We oh, get, oh man. come on. We're la- laughing at the no drug, the it's, whole drug test. Yeah, thing. it's all called the old Wizenator, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, the Wizenator. Know it well. Major League Baseball's <laughs> home run derby was held tonight. Hometown guy won it. Swing and a high fly ball center field. That will do it. Bryce Harper here in Washington, D.C. The Washington Nationals outfielder hoists the trophy. And he is your 2018 T-Mobile 
home run derby champion. And that's how it sounded on Sirius XM. A little satellite radio there. Home of Howard Stern and Dr. Laura. Starting pitchers in tomorrow's All-Star game have been announced. Red Sox fireballer Chris Sale is going to start for the American no, I League. I appreciate it. I'm going to try to have some fun uh, with it, that's too. That's Chris talking into a microphone. Starting pitcher for the National League in Washington, D.C. This guy, Washington National star Max Scherzer. So I can only imagine what it's going to be like to have the Nats fans here uh, supporting all of us, Bryce and Doolittle as well. So it's just an unbelievable honor that uh, to be able to have that recognition, uh, to be able to go out there and start it, start this thing again because uh, this is just a dream come true. And now more searing, sardonic, superlicious sports talk with Jason Smith and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Thank you, Mr. Looney. Sure. Live from the Geico Studios no where problem. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. Am I on? More info. Visit Geico.com. Tom Looney working on the big GNC sponsorship deal uh, coming up at some point. Oh, soon. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, we'll have more on Bryce Harper and America and Bryce Harper's dad in a few minutes. But it looks like this could be the final year Le'Veon Bell is a Pittsburgh Steeler. The two sides failed to reach an agreement on a contract extension before today's 4 o'clock deadline. Uh, so now his agent says this means this will be Bell's last season with the team. Quote, his intention was to retire as a Steeler, but now that there's no deal, the practical reality is this now likely will be Le'Veon's last season as a Steeler. So he's going to play under the franchise tag again. And first of all, you know what? I'm done. I real, I'm at that point, Joe. I'm at that point of mass saturation with Le'Veon Bell. I'm done with the wall. Le'Veon Bell can't get a long-term contract. Is story. it the apostrophe? You don't like it? Does it piss you off? Uh, you know, because I miss it, and then it self-corrects, yeah, and then it's hard to do. Yeah, I hate it's it. really difficult. But th- this story, it's like every couple of months, it's all Le'Veon Bell can't get paid. Le'Veon Bell needs to look at reality, and the reality is you are a running back. Yes, you want to turn down a five-year, $70 million contract because you think you're worth more. You're not getting more in free agency. The Steelers have done exactly what they should do when you are relying on someone who has an injury history and a knucklehead history. So why would you give Le'Veon Bell a long-term deal when he has both of those things? So they've been getting great production out of him. And he's going to make $26 million now from last year and this year. So I don't feel that bad for him. I don't know how he's going, oh, how do I get by on $14.5 million for this year? He's getting paid that. And he's not going to show up until he absolutely has to, until he has to have time accrued for free agency next year. And I mean middle of the season. He won't come in until the middle of the season because it's going to be, why am I busting my ass here because I'm just going to go someplace else? I'll be a good teammate. I'll come in and play the rest of the season, but I'm really not invested. So why would he do that? Why would he risk injury? He's going to come in in the middle of the season where he can say, okay, I report this day, and I can get paid for the rest of the year. But you're a running back. Running backs are devalued. I'm sorry you play a position that has been devalued, but you play that position. And if you turn down five years, $70 million with $30 million yeah. guaranteed, I mean, I don't, know what you, I don't know what you're looking for. I mean, really, I don't know what, he, what he's looking for or he thinks I'm underpaid. He thinks he's going to hit free agency and someone's going to say, oh, Le'Veon, here, we're going to give you quarterback money. We're, we're going we're gonna to give you – $25 million a year. You're going to get Aaron Rodgers money. Nobody's going to do that. I think the Steelers looked at this and said, we'll negotiate only so far. We're going to negotiate only so far because the Steelers realize they have an advantage that most most teams don't. With the new CBA, offensive line play is a problem. And continuity on the offensive line is even a bigger problem because guys don't have the practice time. You're coming from the college game where offenses are different. They're not taught the, the line position the way it's taught in college. So the Steelers are returning the same five starters for the third consecutive year on that offensive line. They have one of the top units in the league. If you have one of the top units in the league, 
Why would you invest that much money in a position where you know you can find somebody on the cheap in their prime with less issues off the field, less injury concern, and you can just use that guy up for four years on his rookie deal and keep churning and burning? It makes all the sense in the world for the Steelers to look at this and say, we've got him in his prime. We are getting the prime years out of Le'Veon Bell. Um, I don't think they were willing to to go much further. What else he could possibly want other than five years, 70? And who knows if that's the real deal, the $30 million guaranteed. Maybe he was asking for $40 million guaranteed. Who knows? I think the Steelers played this the right way. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he does sign the franchise tag. I would imagine he probably will. But I, I, I don't have an issue at all with what the Steelers did. And if they're willing to part ways with him, it's because they have that much faith and the talent on that offense that they can go without Le'Veon Bell after this year. And the, look, the Steelers, the bottom line is this. They are quarterback and pass-driven. Yes. That, that's where they yep. are. Le'Veon Bell is a terrific player. But they can get by with James Conner or Fitz Toussaint yep. or a combination of those guys. They can get by because their aerial attack is so difficult because they're so diverse. Yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster bumped through last year, and it's, oh, my God, how do we stop this guy? Oh, by the way, you also have the best wide receiver in the game. They don't need Le'Veon no. Bell to come in. I mean, he's great, and it's he's, like, oh, he's great, he's him. awesome. But they don't need him to be able to succeed where they're at. They will be able to get by. Are they? Is one guy going to step up for it? No, that to say that is is being unrealistic. But they will be just as good and have the same record with him or without him because you can make up for the fact that oh, here's a running back who does a lot doesn't come in. We're just going to throw the ball more, or we'll you know when we need it when we need a two yards we'll give it to James Conner. We need a third down play we'll have somebody else in. And they will still find a way to do it. It's the Dallas Cowboys. I think when Demarco Murray retired late last week, I remember thinking to myself at the time that was the first time there was a shift in Dallas because Jerry Jones always had this reputation that he was way too loyal. He would he would bring on guys that he really really liked, even though they had, they had issues in the past, and he would pay players that maybe he shouldn't have paid. But when they let go of Demarco Murray, that was them saying. We believe in our offensive line so much that we're willing to let anybody run behind it. And what happened? DeMarco Murray was a 1,000-yard back. Darren McFadden was a 1,000-yard back. Elliott was a 1,000-yard back. Joseph Randall, uh, the cologne and underwear thief, oh. he, averaged, he averaged almost seven yards a carry running behind the Dallas offensive line. The Steelers are in a similar spot. It's not as good as Dallas, but they're in a spot to where they have so much talent in that position that they can wait this out. And if Le'Veon Bell wants to hit the open market and have a big year and, and go try and cash in next year, that's fine. Pittsburgh's, Pittsburgh's okay. They, they'll, they'll be okay Regardless of Le'Veon Bell being there or not, I think it's fine. And plus, the guy's going to make 26 mil in two years guaranteed. That's not a bad send-off. You think Joseph Randall still has the underwear that he does? I don't know. Uh, I well, mean, I figure... Because if he still has it, he can look at it every day when he puts on that underwear. He goes, that's the underwear that helped cost me my spot. How often do you buy right. underwear? Oh, I got to say, every like every like six months I'll buy underwear, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too. I mean, it depends. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm big on the Tommy John underwear now. Okay. That, that's and it's not you know the the former pitcher Tommy John it's a completely different company so I'm I'm kind of up with that now so I'm, diesel. John I'm a diesel guy good. diesel oh, like underwear diesel? is pretty good yeah all right now you go to the Camrio outlets you get like buy one get uh, one free Ed, that's the move TJ Jonas Knox wearing the diesel fit him underwear good TJ uh but yeah because I, I would feel like. Boy, was it worth it putting this on? Was this worth it right here? I'm going to put this on. I'm going to make sure this underwear lasts me the rest of my life. Just think about that. That's how talented that offensive line is. A petty thief was averaging seven yards a carry behind that offensive line. And, and just think, if I was wearing underwear, I could have <laughs> eight yards, but I chafed so much, so I had to go out and uh, buy underwear. 
<laughs> Twitter at how about a fresca? Jonas at the Jonas Knox, the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon. Jonas in for Harmon tonight. Coming up next, we have a big controversy involving Bryce Harper's dad. What's being said about him on social media, and not that he's so jacked he'll kick your ass. No, apparently there's a thing coming off the home run derby. We'll tell you all about it next on Fox. Get rewarded with Snapshot from Progressive. It's simple. Plug in Snapshot, drive, and earn discounts for safe driving. Save more at Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. So we have home run derby controversy. It is the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Mike Harmon has the night off tonight. Jonas Knox in for Mike, and as Jonas always says when Harmon has the night off, yeah, I mean, listen, I know you guys are big fans of Mike Harmon. You hear him every night at this time. Just understand that when he makes a decision to not show up here and not be in studio and not do this show, he is, in essence, spit in your face as a consumer of this show and a fan of this show. Spit in your he face! He has completely disrespected you. He has slapped you with an open hand. Slap! And because of that, you're stuck with me. And uh, I'd like to say that, you know, Jonas is just upset that Andre Dawson got in the head with a pop-up in the celebrity game. But, no, Jonas says this every time. Yes. uh, When he's in for Mike. It's a theme. But we do have controversy involving Bryce Harper's win in the Home Run Derby. And we'll have more on Bryce's bandana and elbow sleeve coming up in a bit. (laughs) But his dad pitched to him tonight. And you'd think, oh, you're going to make a joke saying, yeah, the controversy is his dad is too jacked to be a pitcher because his dad is really jacked. Had the big beard. And he obviously works out a lot. And he looks like he's Bryce's older brother, like only by a couple of years. Juice to the gills. Wow. That's now. Wow. Wow. Someone juiced on protein shakes. Oh, oh, that's good. That's good. Come on. I'm not going to be that reckless. All right. Well, I just want to make sure. I think Bryce Harper's dad is more jacked than he is. (laughs) He is. No, he absolutely is. I'm going to pitch from five feet in front of Bryce and watch him hit ball. He was pitching midway from the the pitcher's mound to home plate. I'll just say this. The reason he's more jacked than Bryce Harper is because Bryce Harper gets tested. Know what I mean? Oh, all right. Uh, okay. In sort of a roundabout way, I think you know what I mean. All right. Yeah. I, I get you right yeah. there. But this still, that that's an all-time guy move. No, no, no. You mean pitch from the front of the hill? No, no. I'm going to pitch from 10 feet in front of him. Yes. With, with no gate in front. He could just hit it. Just hit it as far I don't as think he, he Did he not wear a hat? I don't know if he wore a hat. Was he wearing a hat? Because I know he took the hat off immediately so everybody yeah. could see his uh, bald head. Yeah. I know, I know that why, why are you going to make a thing about bald Well, no. Head? It, it looks fun. good. It's it looks fun. It looks good. Especially if you have that big beard. You don't concentrate on the bald head okay. as much. The, I've got a bigger issue with the beard. Oh, that, now you would be, okay. That is straight up shoe polish. That is no oh. possible way. Why is it's that? that is dark. that's thirty years old? Why can't it be dark? You're yeah. not going gray then. Look, look. That is, and I'm not even talking like just for men beard stuff that you can get at Walmart for four bucks. That is straight. Yeah, pine tar it might even be pine tar, but that's straight up shoe polish. All right, uh, Frostburg, get Keith Hernandez on the show so we can figure out how to keep your beard, you know, looking so good. Yeah, you know, because I'm thinking. Yeah, I'll available. call one eight hundred just for men. Good, very. <laughs> But here's the controversy, and people are talking about this on social media, is that the rules of the home run derby are that you can't throw the next pitch until the previous pitch has landed to stop you being able to just, you know, I'm just going to keep throwing, keep throwing, keep throwing, keep throwing. When the ball lands, then you go on with the next pitch. And Bryce Harper's dad, a few of them, he threw a little bit early. So now there is a home run derby controversy that Bryce Harper's dad was throwing pitches too early, and that helped Bryce Harper win the home run derby. I'm on board with it. I think that's what happened. I think the Bryce Harper's dad got a little bit uh, 
got a quick trigger finger, and he just couldn't wait for it. And uh, so he just started firing him up there. Uh, I will say this, though. It shouldn't have been this close. Bryce Harper shouldn't have needed the extra 30 seconds to beat Kyle Schwarber. The only reason he needed the extra 30 seconds is because his dad got the yips uh, with about a minute and a half left in that. Yeah, he started, throwing, he started <laughs> trying did, to brush Dad. him off the plate. Like, it looked like he was playing skee-ball in the dugout uh, where he was throwing the ball. Like, it made no sense. How do you – like, you're right there. And he, I think he got nervous or, or I don't know what happened. But, yeah, it, it shouldn't have been that close. I mean, I think he hit him on a couple. Yeah, I did. there was one that it looked like he did hit him. And I think Bryce Harper was, like, yelling at his dad. I think he was uh, – he might have been saying, like, come on, man, not in those – those words, something more graphic, but yeah, his dad shouldn't have let it get that close. How many days a week do you think the two of them wrestle? I mean, have like one of those Inspector Clouseau and Cato um, moments where like, you know, Bryce comes back and that's his I'm, dad is hiding somewhere and they fight with I'm each other. I'm not wrestling his dad. I'm not wrestling his dad. I think I think they probably do it twice and at least one time they're naked. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh man. Them too, huh? His dad made 50 Cent look good tonight. Yeah. Oh, And that's man. tough. I mean, really, I watched like two pitches in a row. His dad put too high and, and, and outside. And then two pitches, he was inside. Like, I, I think one did hit his foot. He's too bulky, man. You, you know, you need those long muscles. You need those marathon runner's muscles. He's more like a sprinter. You're too bulky. You can't throw a proper pitch like that. It's nah. too bulky. Uh, he, like, he did wind up throwing some good ones at the end, but there was like a good, like when he called timeout in the last round, and there was like, okay, he was like six behind Schwarber with like a minute to go. And I'm like, okay, that that's enough. That's manageable to get six home runs. And then like 15 seconds went by, and Harper didn't even swing the bat. He was just throwing high and outside, low and inside. It's like watching a Mets game. Anybody else find it a little odd that Kyle Schwarber chose his agent to be his pitcher? It's a little weird, right? Uh, Well, no, not really. Someone that, yeah, I, I, think, I don't know. I, I think I would always want to choose whoever's throwing me batting practice, you know, normally. Hmm. That, that's where I would kind of go. I mean, you got your agent there in that big that big stage on that big stage. It just makes me wonder if there's something else going on. You know? Well, well, pretty <laughs> – hey, saying. you, you want to – you want if anybody – everybody knows that Bryce is leaving. I'm just, yeah, you know, I'm if just, you want Kyle to come and replace I Bryce, just, that'd be great. A little, little strange. I mean, you figured like, uh, you know, maybe a bench coach or, or a relative or something like that. I mean, Javi Baez had his older brother thrown for him, and Kyle Schwarber comes out with his agent. It's just weird. Well, that might be a new thing now. Is that oh who comes to actually throw BP to them like because that's because now that person is starting to become a somewhat of a minor celebrity in the beginning it was oh you know here's the Cardinals batting practice pitcher how many home runs have you given up to Mark McGuire probably eight thousand ha 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 no but now people are starting to bring in personal people to throw BP to them I don't think I want that job to, to I would I would screw that up because you've got to you've got to be perfect, especially with the clock winding down. You've got to be perfect. I get Bryce Harper's dad, especially uh, the fact that the guy can uh, bench press a house. I get that he would get a little bit erratic with his throws. I wouldn't want that job. I, there's no way I could throw strikes. No way. Because I'd, I'd want to go off speed. I've got, I've got a nasty... I want to go off speed during yeah, batting I, practice. Yeah, I, I, I've, got, I've got a nasty <laughs> cut fastball, and I just can't resist the urge with my arm and my cut fastball ability to just not throw one up there. And look, and I'll hit you. I'll brush you back yes. if I think you're getting too close <laughs> to the plate. It's the way it's got to be. Sorry. I, I will move you. It's just the way it's got to be. <laughs> what do you got, Golden Headphones? Jonas, Andre Dawson's available if you want him. Okay. Uh... Listen, that's enough. All right, I'm telling you guys, you guys are making a big mistake. You don't. There are a couple of people you don't piss off. Uh-huh. You don't piss off the IRS. And yeah. you don't piss off people that run a cemetery. 
And Andre Dawson runs a cemetery. I thought it was a funeral home. Well, whatever. Same difference. A bunch of dead bodies go Welcome there. Welcome to the Andre Dawson uh, Cemetery. Yeah, whatever. He's got he's got the market cornered. Uh, he probably. Uh, I want to be buried in Andre Dawson Cemetery. Yeah, that's his, he's got the whole market cornered. I, I just wouldn't want to piss that guy off because who knows? You know, I mean, something could happen, and next thing you know, um, you know, he puts a tattoo on your torso after you're already gone. You just don't want to piss guys like that off. I think you just need to leave Andre Dawson alone. Fill you with embalming fluid before yes. you die. It's terrible. How's he going to get control of my body? He might put lipstick on you. That's not a good look. He's going to show. Go he's going to show up. Yeah, Jason uh, wanted uh, me to bury him, but you're Andre. You don't even play for the Mets. Yeah, no, no, no. He wanted me to do it. He made fun of me. Doing that whole thing, getting in the head. So I, I told him I would do this for free. He might misspell your name on your uh, tombstone. I mean, there's a lot of things he could do to get even. I just wouldn't want to piss him off. You don't piss off the IRS, and you don't piss off Andre. Dunn. I'm not afraid to piss off a guy that had a, a softball hit him in the head on a pop-up. I'm not afraid of that. Uh, that happens. Look, mistakes hey, are made from time that to time. Has look, in 20 years. Look, if he didn't have artificial knees because he played in that dump in Montreal all those years, he oh, would have caught the ball. That's well. Oh, that's what. So it was. It was because of that why he didn't catch the pop-up. Yeah. Oh, all right. Did you see T- Tim Raines? Did he look uh, like – oh, no, that's the wrong guy. I was thinking about somebody else. <laughs> we'll have more on Dawson and more on Bryce Harper, the champion and bandana fiend, next on Fox. Greetings. Welcome inside Hour 2 of the program, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info. Visit geico.com. Jonas Knox. Hey. In for Mike Harmon tonight. Harmon has the night off. He was here ready to go. And then right before the show started, Andre Dawson playing in the celebrity game, the softball game that's airing right now, uh, was hit in the head with a pop-up playing first base. So we sent Harmon home and brought in Jonas Knox. Andre Dawson was his idol growing up, and so now we get to make fun of him for three whole hours. Oh, man, I love the Hawk. I love Andre Dawson. You even wore your Cubs blue shirt for him in tonight. Yeah, I did. Did you wear your Andre Dawson funeral home shirt, too? Specifically for him, yes, (laughs) I do. I had him uh, autograph a tombstone for me. I got it in my truck. Oh, that's nice. Did he etch it out? Andre. (laughs) Dawson. Big script D. Wasn't he the 87 MVP? Most positive, 1987 uh, MVP. 87 sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. 87 sounds and, right. And you guys disrespect him. You 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 tarnish the name of Andre Dawson, a former most valuable player of the National League, yeah. a Hall of Famer, yeah. and you disrespect him. Like, yeah, the NL MVP, 1987, eight-time All-Star. He played first base in a softball game tonight. They used a really big ball that was bright yellow up against the night sky. You can't miss it. And a pop-up was hit to first base. Not a long fly ball deep to right field and a little bit of stuff sets in because, you know, you're older, you're running to the fence. No, this was a pop-up that he backed up a couple of steps. It wasn't really hit that high. It hit him right in the in middle the in the in middle the of the head. I actually, It didn't glance off his ear. No, it hit him right in the middle of the head. I actually give him credit. I think what he was trying to do is he was tired of being on the field with, you know, a D-level celebrities. Oh, come uh, on. Ashley Green the from the Twilight well, series? Well, but I think that he want, he felt like he was sort of rubbing it in at what a great b- baseball player he is. So he wanted to make them feel like he was just like the rest of them. So he intentionally let the ball hit him in the head. Wow. He didn't want to be next to Christopher Jackson, who was George Washington and Hamilton. Who really? the hell is Christopher Jackson? He was George Washington and Hamilton. A, didn't he play for I the Nuggets? I just said it to you. Didn't Chris Jackson play for the Nuggets? No, then he changed his name, though. It was afterwards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then he was Mahmoud abdul Rauf. Yeah, now he's in the big three. Mahmoud abdul Rauf. <laughs> Didn't want to be next to Mike the Miz. Didn't want to play with Bill Nye, the science no. guy. No. And, and he doesn't want uh, Tim Tim Kirchin, uh, who's 
God, Tim, I didn't know. Tim Kirchin is small. I knew he was short, but I didn't yeah. know he was that short. He is. He is not a tall man. Yeah. He is. Uh, you know what I saw? Okay. I'll, I'll I, I love Kirchin, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love Kirchin. Kirchin's got one of those addictive laughs to where you want to make somebody laugh because you just yeah. love their laugh. Kirchin's got that. You know, we used to, we used to actually, there, you know, Kirchin's name is a verb. I'll, I'll, I'll pull the curtain back for this in the industry because we used to say, you know, when I was at ESPN doing all night, uh, we would get people on, you know, all different times. And sometimes I had to tape interviews before I went on the air because it was just too late for people. So there were nights where, you know, okay, something big happened in baseball. Who can we get? And like, okay, well, Jerry Krasnick will come on or Jason Stark will come on or, you know, Tim Kirchner will come on. It's like, great, because they did all this research that, like, you know, the, the insiders at ESPN had the people pay attention to the most. And Kirchner was like the baseball guy. That was yeah. Like, it's anytime we got him or Buster only. I was like, yeah, oh, awesome. Let's get them. So they said, so Kirchner's got a tape with you tonight. Great. So I probably had Kirchner on, I don't know, maybe like seven or eight times. And every time would be the same. Usually you finish the interview. You get done and you go, okay, great. Thanks a lot for stopping by, Tim. All right, appreciate it. And you stop and you go, hey, thanks a bunch. Appreciate you doing it as always. Everything good with you? Yeah, everything's great, great. What time's it going to run? Yeah, it's going to run at 1130. You're going to run it there. Okay, great. Good. Have a go. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, great. That's how it goes with everybody. But you would say you would get Kirkchand because Kirkchand would just, you'd finish the interview and he would just hang up. <laughs> so you would finish <laughs> you one would, of those guys. And you would say, all right, Tim Kirkchand, thanks a bunch for stopping by with us. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, Jason. Click. And I go, hey, Tim, thanks a lot. Oh, he's gone. Okay, he's not there. You know who does So he would oh, say man. you get Kirkchand when that happens. So when somebody else do it, you go, man, I can't believe so-and-so Kirkchand me, man. That was I can't believe that. That was awful. You know who does that? They just hang up right away is Andy Furman, Fox Sports Radio host here. Andy Furman, one of my dear friends. I'll, we'll be in, like, talking. And before well, I'll say, all right, Ange, well, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you later on. He's like, all right. And uh, if you'd like to make a call. It's uh, like, Jesus, he's already gone? Like, was I, how long was I talking to myself? Like, he cannot wait to hang up the phone. Like, that is, like, his thumb is on the red hang-up button on his cell phone at all times. And I love my go. tail. Ready to like, go. He just, and ready. It's very, like, like, I don't understand. And it's not, he's not trying to be rude, but you want to, like, call him back and say, Hey, Bleephole, uh, what's happening here? I like, just want to say goodbye and say thank you for can coming I, on. Can I stick the landing on this call, please? That's Click. all I, I want to see a guy put out and give me 100%. <laughs> Click. Hey, thanks a lot. Click. Yeah. Uh, like, you're not come there on, Edge. You're not there. You're not there. The antithesis of Mel Kuyper, who Mel would stay on after I would have him on and talk for like 15 minutes football with me. Just talk difference. That was awesome. Mel's a great guy. He'd just sit there and I'd be like, all right, Mel, I got to go. I got to get other stuff going. Oh, yeah. But he's the, he was the best. I'd sit and talk with Mel for like sometimes 15 minutes, a half hour. But Kirk, and a couple others, it would go, click, just hang up. and go, oh, you got Kirkchen. Yeah. You know who Kirkchen me today? So-and-so. Yeah, oh, done deal. Got to go. Yeah. Yeah, even though I'm sure they don't think anything of it. No. But it's like it's not like they were rude during the interview or anything else. Just, yeah, great. Talk to you later. Click. Very strange. No more. Uh, just one more thing before I go. Nope. Click. Goodbye. <laughs> I'll end this now. Uh, but with Bryce Harper winning tonight, we talked about the controversy surrounding his dad, which is ridiculous. You know, but now there's going to be more of a Major League Baseball instituting. You can't throw the next pitch until the first the, the pitch before it lands, because that's been a thing we got to a few minutes ago with Bryce Harper winning the home run derby. But certainly his outfit is garnering a lot of attention tonight. He had the United States of America flag on his on his right yeah. arm, and he had the uh, flag of Washington, D.C. on his head in a bandana. Do-rag. And, uh, no, no, the do-rag has the whole top. Like, ba- like this is a bandana. Oh, okay, you know, I yeah, see. A I do-rag see. covers the All whole right, part of you. your head. Yeah. yeah. See, that's, see, I know these things. 
because uh, I played high school sports, so I looked at bandanas, oh, do rags. All we were that. talking about this before. The white bandana can't go wrong. That's the thing is that and Harper's got great hair. I yeah. mean, he's got so much hair that he it blow falls dries. over the top of his. Bandana. I do too. He blow dries his hair. I mean, that come on, that's the secret to the game. You but, blow dry your hair. But I thought you're not supposed to do it. I thought it's bad for your hair. Oh no, come on. You put pre product in and then you blow dry it. I'll show you how to do it. But if you blow, it's going to help me now. Ah, come on, who cares? Something you never, that should have been hey, brought up to me hey, yesterday. Hey, you never know. <laughs> but I remember. Vividly, when I because I see Harper and I go, oh, he looks pretty good in the bandana. When I was younger, I used to wear bandanas all the time. I did too, and it was so. You said the white bandana oh, yeah. was good, or as long as you had like a one solid color, but with all the the different, you know, not the checkerboard ones or the fancy ones, but just the normal ones that had like the teardrops, and then it was with yes. a, in a box around it. It was all, and it looked awesome. And I'm like, oh man, I love wearing bandanas. They were so cool. I would never tuck them all the way in. I would always let the back like kind of. Fall out a little oh, bit, yeah, so you it kind of flaps yeah. a little bit. You have to. I loved wearing bandanas. Yeah, and here's the thing: um, you could go ears to, you could do the bandana to where it covers the ears, um, or you could do just to where it wraps around the head and the ears are exposed. I always did ears exposed because if you cover yeah. the ears, you look like one of those nine oh nine losers uh, who wears like the foxy racing hat, the flat billers, and they cover their ears. It's it's just dumb. Stop doing. it. If you're listening right now, stop doing it. You look ridiculous. And uh, so there's a couple different options there. But, yeah, I'd always go white. Black was always another one. I might have had a blue one. But usually white or black was were my go-to. Dark blue was good, too. Yeah. Dark blue was a good bandana. I'd kill for a pink one right now. I would kill oh, for a pink one. Oh, I think you can find one, can't you? Yeah, probably. And the cool thing is you can get them. Like, they're like two bucks. Oh, but they're cheap. are real cheap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would always worry that, you know, as I got older, you know, I because I, I got a big head. Like, I, get, I wear a seven and three-quarter size hat. <laughs> And I mean, so I got a big head. So I was always worried in the beginning. And I think one of the reasons why I like the, you know, like they call it the tails out or whatever yeah. it is on, on the top of it is because if I tucked it all in, it would look like, boy, barely could tie that knot in the back because his head is so big. I got two barely big cheeks. I have a big ass. <laughs> it's really hard to tie that. Boy, uh, that is straining. That, it that is. is. That is straining now, against now, his head. Would you? How far up on the forehead would you go? Would you cover your eyebrows a little bit? No, no, no. I would go mid forehead, maybe like an inch above my eyebrows. I see. I would cover the eyebrows because I would wear. Say, I would go to like the lake, Lake Havasu or something, and I would cover the eyebrows Name just a, just a little bit. And then as I was getting ready to to go in the water, I would slowly pull it up so I would expose the eyebrows. And then I pull it back over my head. It was a whole process, almost like a magic trick, like like you're pulling a piece of Kleenex out of a box, but in <laughs> slow motion. And that was like my elaborate stunt to get people to notice me. And then I realized they're not paying attention to me. They're just peeing in a lake, trying not to get uh, uh, eaten alive by the blades of the boat that's about to take off. See, the way you describe that, and I'm picturing Kylo Ren taking his mask off. Yeah. <laughs> Because you see, like, you remember, this always bothered me. Because when Troy Aikman would take off his, his uh, Cowboys helmet, his ears, like, he wouldn't, like, pull it pull it out from the side and then lift the helmet off. He'd just go face mask up, and his ears, like, the bottom of his ears hung low. And I, I just always thought, man, you're going to rip those things off. Like, those aren't hung on there by, by bone or anything. Those are going to get ripped off. So I always tried to be very delicate when I did it because I didn't want to rip my eyebrows off. Wow, I would never go that low with the bandana. I'd always go, like, mid-forehead. Yeah. Like, all right, it looks good. And then sometimes if the bandana seemed like it was straining a little too much because my head was too big, I'd go a little bit higher so I could get a little bit, you know, and tie it in the same spot in the back. Yeah. So I get a little bit more of a knot in it. See, now I want want to go home and and just put a bandana on. We got to get bandanas. (laughs) You want to do bandanas sometime? We'll do a bandana party. aren't you in Wednesday? Yeah. Bandanas Wednesday. All right, you want to do it? We'll call it bandanas Wednesday. it's so hot. I got to find a pink one. (laughs) 
I swear to you, I've got pink shoes that'll go great with my shoes and my mic cover this here. Is my no, 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 then I think no, then that's a little. Uh, then a little too Come on, much it's a, a theme. Fa- you got to match, man. Yeah, but that's more of a fashion statement thing than more of a hey, I'm going to do a cool thing and wear All a bandana. Right. Well, okay, I'm getting a pink bandana, and if I happen to have pink shoes on, I, I can't control it. No, see now you now you're like a Kardashian. Now you're like, no, I'm out, and I want people to see me, and I'm here at a, this premiere, and I'm wearing this bandana, and I'm wearing these shoes, and I'm wearing this for Andre Dawson because he got hit in the head with a ball the other oh, night. Oh, come on. Really yeah, we got to let that go. We, uh, that, that's got to – I mean, uh, listen. It's everybody... an hour old. What do you mean we got to let it go? It happened an hour um, ago. <laughs> look, I think we should transition the conversation from Andre Dawson getting hit in the head to Jose Canseco getting hit in the head because that was an actual game. I think that's a more egregious act. All right, let, let, let's 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 – parse this out here jason smith show with mike carmen jonas knox in for mike by the way uh you can download the best of podcast right after the show is over go to itunes google play foxsportsradio.com use the iHeartRadio app itunes google play foxsportsradio.com the iHeartRadio app rate us give us five stars we'll love you forever and ever and ever we'll get into that coming up we'll talk about the pros and cons who did it worse, Andre Dawson or Jose Canseco? But coming up next, we'll talk to one of our most trusted baseball insiders live from D.C. following Bryce Harper and his controversial home run derby win. That's coming up next right here on Fox. I hate that song. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Harmon's got the night off, Jonas Knox. In for Mike tonight. We don't need to bring Jonas in. (laughs) So we get set to head to the hotline. Because tonight was owned by Bryce Harper. Wins the home run derby. Bandana and dad and all. Joining us now on the hotline from D.C. After he just witnessed Bryce Harper's incredible display. And then incredible celebration. Longtime MLB insider. Friend of the show. You can follow him on Twitter. At Seth underscore Everett. That's at Seth underscore Everett. There's his intro music. Seth, what's happening, dude? <laughs> oh, my God. Who am I talking to? <laughs> my man. Well, my old yeah. producer. What? My old producer's come back. He's a star now. <laughs> I make stars. Uh, Seth, no doubt having a Starbucks right now as we speak. No doubt about it. Oh, I boycott Starbucks. You know why, right? <laughs> I know. I know you did. I know. Wow. Long live the Seattle <laughs> Hey, so uh, were you on the field celebrating with Bryce Harper after he won tonight's set? Did I catch you there? No, but I was in the original script, you know, because they scripted the whole thing. And oh. when, I, when we debated that whether it should be Schwarber as the guy who gets beat in the last minute, uh, the writers, who came straight from Desperate Housewives, from what I hear, mm. uh, said, uh, no, you, you're not going to be on the field. I did not go on the field. I could have. I had no interest. Um <laughs> You know my feelings. If you know me for any long time, the home run derby is the thing that I just if if I am not in the building, it does not go on my television. It never will. Wow! Look at you, elitist. I mean, uh, uh, Seth, that was what, okay. What is it about the home run derby you don't like? It's a sport that is fighting a plague that is focused on strikeouts, walks, and home runs. So the one thing you have when you have a chance to celebrate the sport. Is you focus on the home run? No. And what baseball doesn't know how to do, that the NBA, a sport that I've been very critical of, what the NBA knows how to do, which is make cartoon characters out of all of its players, making stories like who wants to play with LeBron, 
a national sports trending topic. Could we hear from some of these stars? Could we know what their personality is like? Does anybody know what Mike Trout's favorite food is? Does any, could anybody pick him out of a lineup? And I would challenge you, because I walked around National Park. I love National Park. It's very nice. I met the second President Bush there. It was very cool. He was in office at the time, so it was very neat. And that means I've been vetted by the Secret Service, so you could know that. <laughs> but when I was in National Park, if I went up to a random fan, and I just said the word Draymond, I would say more people know what that word means than who Mike Trout is. Okay, so then how? So is there a quick fix? Is there a? Uh, is it just you get more guys in front of a camera? Do you stop uh, like the old idea of you can't celebrate, you can't showboat in Major League Baseball? Everybody gets a red ass when somebody flips a bat or or. or... I mean, I I heard people in the press box. Not to cut you off, but I heard people in the press box saying, "I can't believe he's wearing a bandana." I was like, oh, Ken Griffey Jr. wanted to wear his hat backwards on his Hall of Fame plaque. What is the problem here? I like the bandana, Seth. We're, I'm a big fan of the no, bandana. I had no issue with it. I really had no issue with it. And, you know, I, I can tell you, and if you want to have me on before the second half starts, I will tell you, I do think that Bryce Harper's staying in Washington, and I never thought that before. Really? Because I but, saw tonight as his big goodbye. Yeah, he celebrated <laughs> over the top like he just won the World Series or hit a walk-off home run, and this was this may be the only chance I get to celebrate anything in Washington because our team right, is no cause... good, our window is closed, <laughs> and I'm going to be a free agent, and someone's going to give me $300 million. It might not be the Nationals because that, that was an over-the-top celebration. That told me he knows this could be the last great moment he has. But if Manny Machado eventually goes to New York, like not traded, but I'm, I'm saying as a free agent, signs in New York, and, and you take the Yankees out of the equation because they don't need another outfielder, right? They, they don't need an outfield that has Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge, and Bryce Harper. Like, no way. And if that's the case, I don't think he goes to Boston. My first choice has always been San Francisco, and I don't think that happens. I don't think he goes to the Cubs. I do not think he goes to the Dodgers. So, given the fact that he's having a down year, and we're talking about $300 million, if teams are shying on spending, the one team that's not afraid to keep him because of loyalty is the team that has the best relationship with Scott Boris of all 30 teams in baseball. And he just got a deal for Strasburg for $185 million when he knew Strasburg had an injury. Bryce Harper's having a down year. Forget this home run derby. The Bryce Harper is not having a Bryce Harper year. You take that mitigating factor, they could lose the battle this year and win the war. Okay, Seth Everett with us here, longtime MLB insider uh, from D.C. He was at the uh, home run derby here on Fox Sports friend Radio. Friend of the show. You forgot. Jason always says friend of the show. Yeah, friend of the show. Longtime friend okay, of the good. show here. Uh, <laughs> what kind of has, has this year damaged the amount of money he's going to make in this next contract? Or, or do teams – are they Right. Is it just going to be an aberration and he's still going to get 300-plus million? I think he gets it, but I think he gets it from Mike Rizzo. I think that – I think this has changed the dynamic. And I think that it is one of those circumstances where if we know the suitors and we can figure out process of elimination for all the suitors, like I have said, I think the perfect franchise for him is San Francisco. They know how to treat a superstar. He would be an absolute legend there. And San Francisco, despite the fact that the Giants haven't won, 
they have won three World Series in six years, and they have a, t- a, a team in the Warriors in their town that has made them a, a huge sports city. I think the perfect fit for Bryce Harper is the San Francisco Giants. That being said, if the Giants are shying because of the numbers that he's putting up this year, which you cannot ignore, the, the, this season has not been a Bryce Harper year, and the team has underachieved. Now, I'm on record as saying I thought the Nationals still have two and a half months. I still think they can go to the playoffs. If the rumors are right and Manny Machado goes to the Phillies, I think that might change my decision. But the reality of it is, is I still think there's a lot of baseball left to be played. He could heat up. And if he's red hot for the last two months of the season and carries them to a, to a comeback-like, you know, amazing New York Met blowing kind of lead, if you – boy, Jason would have hated that line. <laughs> Thanks, uh, <laughs> if, you, if you have that possibility, then I think the price tag goes up. You see, Jonas, like, like to me, that's how the, the, the line goes up. But that, ha- that story hasn't been written yet. If he's a 220 hitter coming off his worst season, I think he stays in Washington. Well, see, Seth, that's the thing is that the Mets are not afraid of spending money, and they're going to go get Harper and Machado and pay both of them. Yeah. Just watch. $600 million of contracts they'll yep. dole out like nothing. No, they don't. They, 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 they don't. But it's not, and, and, and the, the, the funniest thing to me, and I, wanted, I thought of you guys, because the funniest thing to me was the Yankees had a doubleheader in Baltimore. And in between the two games was when the Machado rumor started. That's what happens when you put the New York writers in muggy Baltimore for <laughs> 17 hours. Uh, so, hey, speaking of rumors, uh, real quick, because this one cropped up today and starting to gain a lot of traction. Uh, Jacob DeGrom's agent, DeGrom not named the All-Star starter, Max Scherzer the All-Star starter tomorrow. Yes, my but, former my former babysitter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really? Yeah, we've told you that story before. No, you never told me. He used to babysit you? No, he babysat <laughs> my kid once. Really? Oh, so you yeah. missed a joke there, Seth, but that's okay. He babysat yeah, that's your funny. kid once. Yes, he did. Wow. In 2014, in 2014, I had to interview Terry Collins for the Mets pregame show, and uh, the security person that had promised to watch her uh, wasn't there. And I was in a pickle. I could not bring my my chatty daughter into Terry Collins' office. So Jacob DeGrom saw it and said, I'll watch her. And he watched her for 12 minutes. Wow. How's her fastball now? She's good, but she doesn't understand why he cut his hair. Yeah, yeah. Did, was she, did, she, did, she away, did she braid his hair? Did she braid his hair at all? Did she like well, put stuff in his hair? I was going to do a podcast. I was going to do a podcast with him. I saw him. We shook hands. But I was going to do a podcast with him, and I was ready to record. And the, you know, the PR people were pulling him away, and I shouted, "But he was my babysitter!" <laughs> <laughs> Didn't so, work. so we saw his agent say today that he wants either a yeah. new deal from the Mets or a trade. Now it, it stinks because Degrom really. Bloomed late. He's thirty years old already. Still a couple of years away from getting paid. And the Mets are, yep. you know, who knows? They have eleven GMs, and I'm one of them. Uh, is, is, <laughs> is does this mean they're going to wind up moving him because his value is never going to be higher than it is right now? You're right, but I think this is an off season thing. I don't think they trade him now because they don't know who their GM is. And as much as they'd like to think that it's going to be John Rico, they don't know that. And they want to see what else is out there. They want to see who else is out there because, you know, they want one of these modern systems. You know, the modern system, what I mean by a modern system is, you know, five nerds in an office 
that are so obsessed with analytics that all they need is a former player who's chummy to then take all of that data and shove it down your throat. That's what Gabe Kapler is. That's what Aaron Boone is. That's what uh, uh, Craig Council in Milwaukee, um, uh, Tori Lovello in Arizona, Dave Roberts. And like, like, it's a trend. The days of Buck Showalter and Jim Leland and Tony LaRusso, those are gone. And I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. Like a lot of people in social media think that Joe Girardi is getting the Cardinal job because, again, teams want to be ahead of the curve. Wilson Ramos, I did a podcast with him that's going to be posted this week. Wilson Ramos told me that the Tampa Bay Rays, who are the originators, by the way, of the shift, and they have so much data, so much technology, that after we finish the podcast, he grabs my hand and says, so much technology. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Seth, uh, last one for me here. Uh, Seth Everett, longtime MLB insider, also a uh, dear friend of the Jason Smith show here. Um, uh, Jonas Knox in for Mike Harmon alongside Jason Smith. Uh, Last one for me here. Manny Machado, you're there. You were at the Home Run Derby. You're in D.C. What are you hearing? What's the latest? How's this going to go down? I'm here in Philly. Um you know, the Phillies are probably one of the top three teams that makes the most sense. Uh, they have prospects, and Baltimore needs that. Um, and I like the idea of the Phillies doing the prudent rebuild. You know, remember, the Phillies were, were criticized because they did not anticipate the, you know, the, the aging of their stars for too long. They held on to, you know, the Chase Utley's and the Jimmy Rollins and the Carlos Ruiz for too long, and it backfired for them. And they finally embrace that. They have a brand-new look, Gabe Kapler, who is one of the most entertaining uh, pregame conversations you'll ever have, um, has done a, a really nice job. And they're showing you some, some, some depth there. You know, Nola's an all-star. Arietta, I think, will have a big second half. I think they're a good team. I think you put Manny Machado on that team, and I think for two and a half months they might be the best team in the National League East. Maybe. Um, so that's all the rumors that I'm hearing. I'm hearing that people have stopped certain articles that they were written because they wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Uh, it won't happen tomorrow. He won't get traded tomorrow. I, I did talk to an MLB official who said that even if he is dealt, uh, they would not be allowed to announce it until Wednesday uh, because of the sanctity of the All-Star game. So there's a chance he's not an Oriole wearing an Oriole uniform tomorrow. Follow him on Twitter at Seth underscore Everett. That's at Seth underscore Everett, Baseball Insider. Uh, the also Hall of Justice podcast. We'll talk Ant-Man and Wasp next time you stop by, Seth. Is that okay? Yes, I would love to. All right, very nice. It's, it's going to turn to ashes. Right, oh, <laughs> spoiler. Take it easy, buddy. There, go, there goes Seth Everett live from the Geico Studios. Jason Smith, Jonas Knox. Coming up in one minute. Speaking of home run derby, you can't please everybody. Tell you what we mean in a minute, but first, talk to Tom Looney and find out what's trending. Well, unless, you're, unless you're Nationals fans, those pesky Nats fans in Washington, D.C., Major League Baseball's home run derby was held tonight. It followed the eight-man bracket format used the last few years, held uh, the same place they'll hold the All-Star game tomorrow, Nationals Stadium, Washington, D.C., and a hometown guy won the derby. Swing and a high fly ball center field. That will do it. Bryce Harper. 
here in Washington, D.C., the Washington Nationals outfielder hoists the trophy. Told you. And he is your 2018 T-Mobile Home Run Derby champion. And that's how it sounded on Sirius XM Satellite Radio up in the stars. Starting pitcher for tomorrow's All-Star Games were announced earlier Monday. Red Sox fireballer Chris Sale will start for the American League. I appreciate it. I'm going to try to have some fun with it, too. Starting pitcher for the National League in Washington, D.C. This guy, Washington Nationals star Max Scherzer. So I can only imagine what it's going to be like to have the Nats fans here uh, supporting all of us, Bryce and Doolittle as well. So it's just an unbelievable honor that uh, to be able to have that recognition, uh, to be able to go out there and start it, start this thing again because uh, this is just a dream come well, true. Mike Harmon is off tonight. La-dee-da. Jace, uh, Jonas Knox uh, sitting in. Your normal host, Jason Smith, is here, although HR now frowns on the use of the word normal. <sighs> Uh, here's Jason Smith and Jonas Knox with more mesmerizing sports talk radio on Fox Sports Radio. Thank you, Mr. Looney. You Absolutely. are getting sleepy, Mr. Looney. <laughs> We're live from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info, visit geico.com. Well, the home run derby goes to Bryce Harper. Thanks to Seth Everett for stopping by and talking with us a few minutes ago. As he says, Machado. Dealt before the uh, second half resumes, but probably not tomorrow. Wouldn't be announced till Wednesday. But tonight was about the home run derby. And sometimes you can't please everybody. Arizona Diamondbacks ace Zach Greinke was asked about his expectations for the home run derby tonight. And he said, quote, I expect the derby will be boring and I will leave early. Good for him. Now, this is him telling the truth. Yes. This is how I feel about the home run derby. Couple of things as I as I channel John Paul Morosi. Okay, a lo- lo- lot of stuff there. Couple things. Couple things. First, first, first is okay. Yeah, I expect a pitcher to say I don't like the home run derby. Pitchers don't like home runs. They have nightmares about giving up home runs. So I understand that. Secondly, it was exciting. No matter what you think about Harper winning and his celebration and his dad and the controversy and all that crap, it was pretty entertaining. And the last thing is this: what? Do you want the home run derby to be? What do you want? Every time some kind of all-star event takes place now, it's always a big jump up of fans who say, oh, you know, this is tried and this is played out and, yeah. you know, I don't like it anymore. You know what? It's an all-star game. It's a home run derby. What, what, what do you expect? What do you want? It's home runs and it's you're seeing guys crush the ball and hit home runs. Fans like to see home runs. I don't know what people want from it. Oh, but if you did something, if you did what? All sports have shown is we'll try to do something different. The NHL, I mean, every day they change their 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 format. The NBA has found ways to try to tinker with it. The NFL has done it for the Pro Bowl. Everybody does it, and it's the same thing. The same people watch. As long as you don't get people jumping off the bandwagon going, all right, we're not going to watch this crap anymore, everybody is fine. People have found ways to try to reinvent the All-Star Game and All-Star Game festivities, and the same it's the same numbers, the same number of people watch. It is what it is. You can't ask it to be something it's not. It's a home run derby. What do you change home run derby? Least home runs. Oh, that's just going to watch. Yeah. We're going to tell you at the end, oh, by the way, it's going to be a surprise, and it's the least home runs. Like when you watch one of those cooking shows that go, oh, surprise, you have to switch ingredients with the other chef. Now go. You have a half hour. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what people well, want sometimes. Well, okay, well, a couple. Zach Ranky, consider the source. He is a grade-A certified red ass. Uh, he talked about it years ago when he was brutally honest, and he said that, 
if he was offered a contract from a losing team that was worth more than a contract from a winning team, he would take that contract. And guess what? He ended up doing that. Yeah. He also threw Yasiel Puig's uh, luggage off a team bus one time and got in his face because he was tired of Yasiel Puig's attitude. And so him ripping the uh, the home run derby is just the latest example of that guy being red ass. Can I throw an idea at you? About how to make the home run derby better. More Mets. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's that, and that's oh, fine. Okay. I've got an idea for you. All right. Go ahead. So the slam dunk contest rewards the most spectacular dunks, right? Okay. It's. I mean, you're not going to reward who makes the most dunks. It's mm-hmm. who has the most spectacular dunks. Okay. So the home run derby, they reward if you hit it past 440 feet, you get an extra 30 seconds. It should be about who hits the ball the furthest. And then put some props up in the outfield that explode upon contact. Oh, let's turn this in. Yes. All right. So it it shouldn't be about, hey, so and so hit uh, 20 wall scrapers and another guy only hit 12 home runs, but his were 450 plus every single one of them. It should be about who hits the ball the farthest. That's what everybody wants to watch. Enough with this uh, barely going over the wall. Reward the quality, not the quantity. What see, do you say? You see, you know, uh, first, you know where I thought you were going? I thought you were going where, you know, guys get home runs, home runs. I thought you were going with if a guy in the stands catches it, it's not a home run. No, 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 not that. No. That, 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 I admit, that'd be kind of cool. I'll tell you. you oh, make... there's a fan. Hey. He, oh, he dropped it. He sucks. Hey, here's another one. How about this? How about every fan in the outfield at the home run derby has to have their hands tied behind their back? Oh, that was right. wow! Come on, like the Andre Dawson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like just let, let's let's tur- let's let's turn this into duck duck goose with a baseball coming at you a uh, four hundred feet away. Like, come on, let's let's have some fun with this. There are ways you can spice it up, but to your point. It's a home run derby, man. Do you really want to exhaust the effort into putting in, like, how can we redesign this to make it work? It's an exhibition. I mean, the fact that everybody from every team, every team has a representative in the All-Star game is a more egregious thing to look at than the home run derby. You think you're winning. Thanos snaps his fingers and half the people disappear. And if you disappear, you're out. So you could hit, like, four home runs, but if you're still there, you could be in third place. Retractable wall. A wall that goes up and down. (laughs) I got it! I got it! I got yes. it! Bang! And it hits the yes. wall. Yes, like I'm, come on, let's we could spice this up. Add some props, some uh, some explosives in the outfield. I think it'd be fun. When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. That's Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. Coming up next, why Bryce Harper just waved farewell in the biggest thing he'll ever accomplish for the Washington Nationals. It's next on Fox. TJ, hopefully Bryce Harper is not stressed out by the home run derby. Welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Jonas Knox in for Mike Harmon tonight. We'll tell you why Jonas is in coming up in a few minutes. But we watched... Bryce Harper win the home run derby tonight with an outstanding performance. It was exciting. It was fun. Uh, We saw a lot of big performances earlier on. Max Muncy had a big round. We watched Freddie Freeman have a big round, only be topped by Bryce Harper. It was a fun event. That being said, the celebration that Bryce Harper had at the end when it was over, even after 
He tied Schwarber in the final round before his bonus 30 seconds began. He's yelling and screaming to the crowd. He hits his game or his his home run derby winning homer, and he's yelling and running around and holding up the trophy and running into his teammates on the National League arms. And I felt like this celebration, this is like (laughs) how you celebrate if you win a game in the playoffs with a walk-off home run. And all of this in one moment, this tells me Bryce Harper, this is – him realizing this is the only big thing I'll ever get to celebrate in in Washington because I'm going to be a free agent and our team is not going anywhere this year. We're 500. We keep thinking, oh, we're going to turn it on. We're going to turn it on. Well, your window is closed. The window, you had a really big window two, three years ago, and now it is closed. He knows this is it. This is as good as it's going to get for him in Washington. So that's why he's over the top with his celebration tonight. Because even in many other events, you never see guys celebrate all-star hits, all-star plays, slam dunk contests like this. He knows this is it. He's leaving at the end of the year. So at least I have this one thing that can sum up my entire time in Washington. Here's my one big moment. I'm telling you, I've seen him hit big-time home runs in the postseason, he's never celebrated like that. I think he hit one off um, uh, the guy he fought, uh, Hunter Strickland. Mm-hmm. I think he's gotten Hunter Strickland a couple of times. Uh, he hit one off uh, the Cubs last year. I think it might have been game two or game three, and he didn't celebrate like that. Big late-inning home run, put him in the lead or won the game for him, and he never celebrated like that. It was just bizarre. It was almost like he needed this more than anybody else did. Like, like nobody, everyone outside, oh, this is going to be a good time. Let's all hang out and have a good time. And he really had to have this one. It's like your your buddy, you go to a pool hall, he takes the, the dark game more serious than everybody else. Like, he really, really had to have this one. And it's just strange, man. I mean, the fireworks, grabbing the trophy and putting it over his head. Like, the whole the whole thing was just a little odd. And even, I think some of the players, if you were to, to pull those players aside and ask them anonymously, Hey, a bit excessive on the celebration. They go, yeah, that guy looked like a tool. <laughs> he looked like a tool. I mean, I get it, and I like Bryce Harper, but it just seemed a bit much. No, well, look, he's Bieber Harper. He's the he's the he's the Justin Bieber of yeah. Major you're not League a fan. Baseball. You're not a big fan of Bryce no, Harper. No, he's a great player. He's one of the top three players in the game. I think you, you can't say he's a top player. You can't say he's even you know number two at this point. But he's someone that no matter what he does. He just finds a way to rub you the wrong way. Yeah. He finds a way to do it. He's He's got a little bit, for a guy who should be the face of baseball, he's got a little too much of, yeah, you know, I don't want to say attitude, but certainly there's, there's that I can't throw my arms around him. And you want to be able to, you could throw your arms around Mike Trout. Hey, Mike Trout's, oh, I love Mike Trout. No one ever says a bad word about Mike Trout except, oh, he plays for the Angels, people don't pay attention. But Bryce Harper, you can't do that. He's got just got that quality, and certain people have that quality about them that it's hard for me to say, boy, I love this guy, or I really like this guy. N- not not for a second that, oh, he plays in the Mets, the same division as the Mets. I don't like him because of the Mets. No, uh, the Mets have gotten a World Series in the playoffs. I'm pretty happy. I think the Mets have had the advantage over the Nationals in the last couple of years. But the whole thing is that that's how he comes across, and he's, he's very difficult to like. And when I see a moment like this, I go, Okay, well, really, he's going crazy over it. I mean, he's really t- going on. Oh, you want to sell it, it's fan moment, that's great, but this was like so over the – and his interview after with Buster Rowley, yeah, this is amazing. I get you're excited, but nobody nobody celebrated or was or even talked about the event that way. Now, um, I do have something for you because you mentioned earlier in the show, for people just tuning in, that you spent time 
uh, we were talking about Chris Berman calling the home run derby, and you spent time working with Chris Berman. Yeah. Um, back with a Monday night countdown, or was it a Sunday night countdown? Sunday prime time. Sunday night prime, prime time, time with all the highlights. Uh, rolling the highlights, and you were his bodyguard. You would bring him from where he was watching the games down to where they had to film or and, and go live, and mm-hmm. it was kind of a process because everybody wanted to talk to him. And he always, you said he was a very nice guy, always treated people with a lot of respect and a very nice guy. We actually found footage that we can play now Yeah. of the one time when you work with Chris Berman that you pissed him off. Here it was. Oh boy. When I'm doing TV and I got 18, God, can't everybody stop for 10 minutes? I mean, everybody seems that that's the only, everybody can we stick, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's not that much to ask. Is that when everybody has to move when I'm trying to concentrate? I mean, it's so rude. I can't believe it. That's it's so god rude. Just why does everyone all of a sudden have to move? I've had two hours to move around. Wait 10 minutes. Jesus. I'm sorry to explode by that, but that's it's like no one's ever worked on TV here before. <laughs> And because of that, you're in radio now. It was all my fault. I, I just walked back it. and forth. And <laughs> you just wouldn't stop, man. That was all me. Yeah, sorry wow, Way to that. piss Berman off, It's Jason. unbelievable. Oh, I mean, thought you guys were best buds. But no, but you know, the thing he's upset about is that while he's looking at a camera trying to talk, it's very distracting if people just start walking behind the cameras. You're wondering what's going on. <laughs> just hitting you. Look, for someone who's, who's you know done TV like that before, someone's do- doing that. I'm like, what, what's going on? Why are people walking around? Is there some kind of breaking news? I'm going to be brought this or anything like that. So I get why he was mad, but you got to realize cameras are always rolling. Now, the best part always about rolling. it is when he runs out of breath because he's so flustered when he tries to go GD, so GD rude. If you fast forward to that, he actually runs out of breath and it's like that, like that, like <laughs> in the middle of trying to curse out some intern uh. who, who was walking across to hand papers to somebody. Oh, one time he got mad because someone was wearing, they were like wearing tap shoes or something where their the heels were like clicking all the way across the set. He goes, could whoever's wearing those shoes not walk across the set while we're, while we're doing stuff? She was distracting. And you're like, click, 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 click. It's so DD rude. <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca. Jonas at the Jonas Knox, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Brought to you by Indeed. Used by over 3 million businesses for hiring where business owners and HR professionals can post job openings with screener questions, then sort, review, and communicate with candidates from an online dashboard. Learn more at Indeed.com. Live from L.A., I'm Tom Looney, slaving over a hot microphone. Major League Baseball's home run derby was held tonight Nationals Park, Washington, D.C., and Bryce Harper, the hometown guy, won the derby. freaking love this crowd. Every single night they come out and support us. Washington Nationals, baby. Let's go. Nice job. Starting pitcher for tomorrow's All-Star game has been announced. Washington National star Max Scherzer will be the starting pitcher for the National League. It's just an unbelievable honor that uh, to be able to have that recognition, uh, to be able to go out there and start start this thing again because uh, this is just a dream come true. Uh, for the American League, this guy, Red Sox fireballer Chris Sale. He's going to pitch for the I American League. I appreciate it. I'm going to try to have some fun with it too. Okay. Uh, Levian Bell rejected a five-year, $70 million deal for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Instead, he'll get paid uh, 14 $15.5 million for one year. So our thoughts and prayers go out to Mr. Bell and his family. Live from the Geico Studios. Oh, watch out, Hawk. Oh, Dawson almost getting in the head again. It's too soon, bro. No, it's not. It's really only two hours old. I mean, it's the way it is. We're live from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info. Visit Geico.com. Jonas Knox in for Mike Harmon tonight. We sent Harmon home after Andre Dawson got... 
hit in the head with a pop-up while playing first base during the celebrity game following the home run derby. And since Andre Dawson is Jonas Knox's idol, we call Jonas Knox to come in, and we've been making fun of Andre Dawson for two hours. One more to go. I still have, and I, I know I have it at home because I saw it not that long ago. Like, we were poor, so we couldn't afford jerseys. So my mom had this little tiny cub shirt, and she got like this. Remember that, like, uh, glue, uh, like, paint that you could use, like the paint that would stick onto paper, but it like squeezed, oh, yeah. Yeah. squeezed out of a tube, yeah. like a little tube. And she wrote uh, Dawson number eight on the back of my Cub shirt. I still have that thing. Oh. That was our makeshift jersey. So when you guys disrespect Andre Dawson, you're disrespecting uh, our broke asses when we couldn't afford a jersey when I was younger. I don't think I'm disrespecting. I think I'm just telling you that Andre Dawson... Got hit in the head with a pop-up. That's a 1987 NL MVP, man. Uh, deserves respect. It's tough not to disrespect Andre Dawson after this. Uh-oh, uh-oh, easy there, Hawk. E- oh, my God, I hit him in the head. Oh, Hawk. Oh, Hawk, what just happened? What just happened, Hawk? Who's doing play-by-play, Jim <laughs> oh, Ross? Oh, Andre Dawson. <laughs> is that? It's okay to laugh because Hawk is laughing Put him back it. in the outfield. Wait, wait, check out this replay because you know the Hawk is tremendous in right. I knew it. I knew it. Base. Aye, he, pulled, he pulled the Canseco, went right off the head. Aye. It's in honor of the World Cup. Yes. Ay, que dolor de cabeza. That's a header for the Hawk. WWE Radio Network. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what is that? Call. My God! Andre Dawson's been hit in the head with a That's ball. God is my witness. He is broken in half. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a little intense for a celebrity. I still can't <laughs> what the hell was that, man? And then he started speaking Spanish at the end. It turned into a Narcos episode. Mucho gusto. No, he was like, watch out, Hawk. I mean, look, <laughs> I want you to know, Andre Dawson was in no danger at all during this. It's not like, because it, sound, it sounded like Dawson has turned around talking to someone and someone's going to hit him over the head with a yeah. chair that he's not looking at. He was playing first base. The ball was popped up. It wasn't popped up that high. Oh, oh my God, I hit him with the head. It's, it's nighttime, and the <laughs> ball is big because it's a softball, <laughs> and it's day glow bright yellow, and it still hit him in the middle of the head as he tried to make that play. Hey, here, watch this, uh, and and uh, let's go live. This was uh, just moments ago, uh, ravishing Rick Rude, uh, hitting Stone Cold Steve Austin over the head with a steel folding chair. Uh-oh, uh-oh, easy there, Hawk. E- oh, my God, I hit him with the head. It's a wrestling. It's a wrestling promo. Well, wasn't Hawk one of the wasn't one of the tag teams? Hawk and somebody else, right? Legion of Doom. Legion of Doom. Yeah, Hawk yeah, and Hawk Animal. Hawk and Animal, right? Yeah, Hawk That's and right. Animal. <laughs> yeah, James Laurinaitis's uh, dad. Yep. Yeah. Watch out, Hawk! Oh, I can't believe this. <laughs> like, Look at this. Like, but then, then he starts speaking in Spanish towards the end of that. Like, it, it went from uh, a pro wrestling commentary, play by play for the WWE. <laughs> to what it's like when I'm over at my girlfriend's house on tamale night on Christmas Eve. That's a header for the Hawks. Like, that's every Christmas Eve. Wow. They're telling you, man. <laughs> Going to bring that highlight over and play it on to be a new Christmas oh, tradition yeah. for you. I think Telemundo's on again. <laughs> he got the ball, all those things, it hit him in the head. Now, let's do this real quick. The two people now that have gotten hit in the head with a ball, most popular, have been Andre Dawson and Jose Canseco. Yeah. Jose Canseco was with the Rangers during an actual league game uh, 20 years ago. And I remember when it happened, he said, this is back when I was a production assistant at ESPN. And I remember after it happened, he said, oh, that show, they're going to show it on SportsCenter for a month. And, like, they, we took it as a thing. So now we showed it on SportsCenter every day. And we almost got near to a month 
But then I think something happened, like the Rangers called or they got a little upset, and we said, all right, we'll stop showing. But we would show it on every sports center, you know, every night. He said, they're going to show that sports center every night for a month. It was a league game, and Conseco was still a major leaguer. It was a white ball in the daytime, and it was in the outfield towards the fence. So now really the only thing in Conseco's favor is he's a major was league a outfielder. Game? Are you sure it was a day game? Pretty sure it was a day game, okay. yeah. Or maybe it was dusk, but definitely wasn't a night game. I'm pretty sure it was. I don't think it was a night game. Yeah, it may have still been light out. Um, but, but that's really what's going in Conseco's favor is just he's a major league player and he got hit in the head. Everything else is degree of difficulty. Uh, you know, it was Dawson's is a little bit easier. Yeah. You know, the ball to try to catch, the softball's a little bit easier to catch than a baseball. It's bigger. Seeing it, the ball was bright yellow. The, the baseball is white, but, you know, not nearly as bright as that. It was nighttime. Dawson was playing first base, not the outfield. The ball wasn't hit very high now, or very hard. Look, Dawson may have played during his career with a Mizuno glove, and they might have handed him a Rawlings glove to go play first base, and it wasn't broken in. And look, those things tend to happen. But it right? didn't hit his glove, though. That's well, the thing. It didn't yeah, hit because, because How does it matter? If it, be, I if think, it doesn't hit the glove, it doesn't matter what you wear. Because I think that maybe a strap of the glove may have caught onto his shirt because it was designed poorly, and so he couldn't oh. get the glove up in time. So instead of reaching like the hawk, he turned into a T-Rex, and he couldn't get his little hand up in time because of the glove and the malfunction of the glove. You're really struggling with this as yep. an Andre Dawson super fan. Em. You are really struggling with this. It's like seeing this. your dad get beat up. You know, like you never look at him the same. It's terrible. It's just terrible. Well, that's what I'm going to go take care of these uh, young whippers. <laughs> I'm pitching my dad in a <laughs> you know, fight. You know. And now they, and now they got him like in lethal weapon, like he's hung up and they're electrocuting him. <laughs> it's like, what happened, dad? Those no. are like the paper boys got you electrocuted right now. What's going on, pops? No, my dad wouldn't care. He's like, are you going to electrocute me? Yeah, just put 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 the Yankees on so yeah. I can watch you electrocute <laughs> me. That's all. And because uh, now because I, I I don't God I don't see what my dad would be like in a fight. Would he like be super aggressive that I wouldn't know, or would he just kind of lay back and go, well, all right. Yeah, my, yeah, that's my, weird. My dad, a lot of MFs and a lot of CSs. Mm, wow, that, that was his go-to. I know a lot one, of those. My dad would catch a pop-up, wouldn't hit him in the head. Well, I mean, my dad's my dad's in his seventies. Yeah, but he would catch a pop-up. Your dad's not the nineteen eighty-seven NL MVP. No, no, I would say Andre Dawson definitely peaked before my dad athletically, but maybe my dad, you know, could own him right now. Oh, man, just think about that. Your dad could feel better than Andre I, Dawson. In I'm telling game. you right now, there is going to be people, and it's going to make the rounds on social media tomorrow, and people are going to be poking fun at Andre Dawson. There are going to be younger people that have no idea how great Andre Dawson was as a player, that's going to be their lasting image of him. And, that, and right, rightfully so. That and he owns Never a funeral home. Yeah. Oh, you mean the guy that owns a funeral Oh, great. You know, well, people, it's like knowing Tommy John the pitcher. Oh, you mean the guy that does the underwear? No, different guy. Oh, you mean the surgery guy? Yeah, but he's not a doctor. <sighs> Why do they call Because he had the surgery. Like when? In the 70s. Oh. And that's it. And that's yeah. what people know him for. That's what Too it bad. is. That's how it goes. What a bummer. Just how it goes, man. That's Andre Dawson. His Wikipedia page, Andre Dawson, 1987 NL MVP. Who also was killed by a softball? <laughs> I wonder. I, I wonder if that's even updated yet. Like, like po- po- post career hangs out with dead bodies and doesn't catch up pop ups. You can you can edit that right. Anybody can edit Wikipedia. No, can't you? Not, I will not do that. In fact, I'm on it right now. If somebody does edit it, I'm gonna erase it. Look at you. You're like yep. the hawk. Bet your ass, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm here to save the day, Andre. All right. So I have this question here before we get back into Bryce Harper. So today I'm at Target, and you know I'm a proud Target shopper. I yeah. love Target. 
dollar aisle. And uh, now there's no aisle. It's just a big thing in the front. Of, like oh. right when you walk in, they have the dollar sign. So I'm in Target, and I forget what I was there for. I think I was there for a shower curtain liner, a couple, whatever my wife sent me out for. And, Some Mets um, gear. Yeah, Mets gear on clearance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's no, always on clearance. No, no, no the, the most high-profile men's gear they have at Target is Champion. And it's yeah. not even the good Champion. It's like the new logo. A Matt Harvey like, t-shirt no, for two cents. No, 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 can't get that. No, you can't get that. Cavs 2018 championship t-shirts. <laughs> and so I, I'm in there with my daughter, and I walk by, and I see with his kids is an NBA star. And I know him right away because he played out here for a long time in L.A. And uh, I'm like, oh, my God, that's – and I'm not going to say his name yet because I wanted to ask you because I'm, I'm a little – it's weird. Is it going to be embarrassing if I say I saw him at Target? Like, not for me because, like, I, I don't you – know, I'll tell you, I, go to, I love going to Target. Yeah. But is it embarrassing for him? This is a guy – let me look up his, his money he's made in, in – Now, in I, I, so I don't know who this is. I'm going to play along with the audience. I have no idea who this is. Um I wonder if anybody could – if you gave one clue, clue, would we be able to guess it? Oh, uh, how many clues do you think it would take before we guessed it? If you went around the room, how many clues would it take before we guessed it? I would say you would probably get it in uh, – oh, I mean, if I could give you creative clues, it would be – it might need you – you might need like five guesses to get it. Clue, clue one, he did not show up at Blaze Pizza. Who, me? No, oh, it's, no, it's okay. not LeBron. Yeah, well, no, it's not LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. LeBron James? <laughs> yeah, LeBron's not hanging out at Target. I got news for you. No, no, he didn't. He did, no, no, it wasn't. Okay, it who LeBron. did he play majority of his career with? He has played now with, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. Not two. Not and he's going to be on his seventh four. team. Oh, oh current, so he's a current player. Seventh team. Yeah, oh, yeah, current player, current player. NBA champion. NBA champion. Not DeMarcus Cousins. Is it Boogie Ra- Cousins? What do you think could fit Boogie Cousins in Target? Is it Rajon Rondo? It is not Rajon Rondo. That's a good guess. That's a good guess. He's been in the league now 12 years, I want to say. Been in the league oh, a while. 12 years. 12 years in the league. Is he white? No. That would have been a lot easier. It would yeah. have helped. I mean, could you make it white next time? No, Jesus. Sorry. I'll, I'll just. On, man. <laughs> it was Steve Novak. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> it's yeah. Jerry McNamara. <laughs> um, let me. Okay. Not so, an NBA champion. So, been in the league 12 years. So, that yeah. would put the. So, he was drafted in 2006. Uh, 2005. Okay. 2005. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he definitely is someone who has been much better the second half of his career than the first half of his career. Oh, Chris Paul. Not, uh, let me, <laughs> not Chris Paul. Okay. Um, who drafted him? He was drafted by the New York Knicks. And here's the thing. He did not win a title with the Knicks. He did not win a title with the Knicks. Okay. Um, That's, dra- Knicks is like finishing school. Drafted by the New York Knicks. Yes. 2005. Yes. Shops at Target. Shops at Target. Was there with his kids. Man, this is killing me. Uh, let's see. Here's another one. He is right now a very key player, was a very key player in free agency this year. How the F would he be a very key player in free agency? Very key. And when I tell you what people are saying about him, you will know who it is. So I can't tell you that. It was Mozgov. It was. <laughs> oh, man, and drafted by the Knicks. I got drafted by Knicks. I am not happy. I go back. I go back home. 
One more clue. One more clue. You one more for the clue. big one. One more clue. Played at UCLA. Played at UCLA. One year, I think, at UCLA. Did one year, and then oh, then went to the Knicks when he probably wanted to go back. Damn it! It's right at. Oh man, it's right at the tip of my tongue. <sighs> and his name is John Cena. Oh man. All right, last clue. Okay, last clue. Last you ready? One. Last yes. clue. Many people have said this offseason, this guy leaving his team is what's going to open up the Western Conference for the Warriors and make it a lot easier for them. Oh, Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza. There it is. All right. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. One guess. Only only it took one hint to get it. One hint. I knew that one hint. Really? Yeah. But I knew that hint would give it to you. I knew that. I said, that's it. I'm going to say Trevor Ariza. Wow. Trevor Ariza. Hanging out at Target. Good for him. I mean. I was in the men. I was in the men. We were walking by the men's section, and I saw him. Like, oh my god, that's Trevor Ariza, and other people. And other people going, hey, you see Trevor Ariza. And suddenly, it's like the biggest thing in Target was like, hey, Trevor Ariza's here, and I wanted to go, yeah, he'd show up at Blaze Pizza. Yeah, but no, but I, then I didn't say that. Wow, Trevor Ariza. So now, is that embarrassing for him that he was that I saw I him at Target so. today? No, I don't think so. Because I think people, people shop at Target. Tar- I think yeah. people loved. I mean, the whole you know identity thing, you know, not notwithstanding, I think people like Target. And it's also it's a place where you can go and literally find everything. You could shop for food there. You could shop for gardening supplies. Uh, you can get fruit snacks, uh, beach cruiser baskets, <laughs> workout equipment, <laughs> booze. Cheap uh, school yeah, supplies. Yeah, school supplies. You get DVDs oh, at man. Target. Listen, you could you can get a, a three ring binder. You can get a trapper keeper for probably like a dollar ninety nine. Um, get one of those peachy folders for like ten cents. Like it's a quality place, man. And look, some of their clothes aren't that bad. No, clothes I, aren't I, that bad. Hey, look, you know that Goodfellow and Company starting to put some nice things out there. Get some champion there. And- I found a hot Rolling Rock shirt at Target. <laughs> I'm telling you, this thing is fantastic and it fits perfectly. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Jonas at the Jonas Knox, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Garman, Jonas in for Mike tonight. Coming up next, yeah, Trevor Reza, sorry. I, I hope uh, people still love you on, on Twitter, but I saw you. I saw you. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, there's a controversy surrounding Bryce Harper's home run derby win. We'll get into it next on Fox. Promo, three, two, one. On the last Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio, we saw Bryce Harper in his... Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon. Jonas Knox in for Mike tonight as we talk home run derby, Chris Berman stories, and more. And before we get to the the, the controversy involving Bryce Harper's home run derby win, uh, let's just say tonight I really did miss... Chris Berman, certain nights of the year, I still could use him. I could use him the first day of the NFL draft. I could use him a home run derby night. There's still like three or four nights here. It's like, okay, I, I really need to see him. I need to see him tonight. Back, 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 you need to hear him just back. find different ways to call a thousand home runs. Rebecca. Now, is it because is it, is it because is it because you worked with him and it's a way to brag to say, hey, by the way, Chris Berman, I worked with him. No, 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 no. Because I worked with everybody that's that's still at ESPN. I or, worked with him. I worked with Dan. I worked with I worked with Dan and Keith like every night for two years. Because Mike Harmon, who I'm filling in for, because he spit in the face of uh, all the listeners and didn't show up. Wow. And Justin Frostberg, the executive producer, they both separately warned me, "Hey, uh, get ready for a lot of Berman." 
Yeah, why? He didn't even didn't even do the home run derby. No, no, no. It's just the excuse. He's got to scratch. He's got to scratch the itch. It, it just has to be done. TJ, sometimes scratching that itch <laughs> can just make it bleed, <laughs> like the Rolling Stones' "Let It Bleed" from 1967. <laughs> 67 home uh, runs. Bryce Harper hit tonight total. DJ. Well, you know where to find me. <laughs> it's so rude. <laughs> yeah, well, you've had your fun playing. I mean, that, that's the crazy thing is that there's all kinds of great Berman moments on YouTube. He'd rather not be put out there. Yeah, well, it, it is strange to me how the further we go without having Chris Berman, that there are going to be some people that didn't grow up with him. And that's strange to me because yeah. he's just one of those voices that anybody who grew up watching the NFL and grew up watching post-game shows, uh, primetime, all of that. You just grew up with Berman. He was just always a fixture on your television. And, uh, like, we were talking uh, yesterday. I was here doing a show with Brady Quinn at Fox Sports Radio, and we were talking about Bino Cook. Oh, I miss and how, Bino. Like, yeah, and th- there's people that probably have no idea who Bino Cook is, but if you grew up watching college football – he was the guy. Like, Bino Cook was the dude. But there's, like, uh, now people that have no idea who that is. And there's and that's going to come to a time where that's the same with Chris Berman. And it's going to be very strange. You know, I'll, I'll tell you one good news about Bino. Yes, I love Bino about Cook. Because Bino, Bino was – I had him on my show at ESPN every week. Whenever f- football was going on, college football season, every week, all the way up until right when I left. And then he passed away about a year later. And uh, every time I would always tape his interviews because it was too late for him. Like, yeah. I was on very late at night. But he would come on and we'd talk college football. It'd be awesome. He would know the final scores of bowl games from, like, 45 years ago. You could say it was amazing. Bino, 1956 Sugar Bowl. He would say, that was Texas won. It was they beat Oklahoma State 15 to 9. Is that Harry Carey? And he was right. And he would get it. And Bino, and it, it was amazing. He would know. I go, all right, Bino, 1965 Orange Bowl. Oh, that was a classic. Florida won 24 23 over Texas A&M. I mean, that's, he would know like oh, that, Bino those Bino. kinds of games. The other thing is, off the air, like we did a fun thing earlier in the show talking about getting Kirkjand when he, he would hang up at the end of interviews. But um, Bino, you would get off the air with him. Just salty as hell, dropping f bombs and everything. He would say, "Oh, your Mets—they bleep and suck." You know, he would just <laughs> say stuff like that. And I'd say, All right, Beano, that's great. I but love Beano. Oh my God, off the air, you'd have to. He would. Just, he knew on the air not to say anything, but he would just. He would get so salty and say, "Those mother scratchers." Except he wouldn't say mother scratchers. <laughs> Those mother scratchers didn't know what they were talking about. Oh, he was the best. Oh, I, miss I love Beano. I miss Beano. And you know, yeah, Berman, because now. Kids are, you know, kids in high school now are like, well, I don't know who this guy is. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. That's that's strange to me. Like, Well, it's the same thing with, with recruiting. Like, we grew up when, and, and we started watching college football, the U was a big deal, man. Miami was one of the powerhouse mm-hmm. programs. So the fact that Miami was so bad for so long, we I think a lot of people in the media who had watched college football for years and years couldn't couldn't fathom the idea of the U not being able to land the biggest recruit without realizing, man, it's been 15 years since they won anything. Yeah. These these 18-year-olds were three years old when Miami was last successful. They have no idea what football was back then. To us, it's a big deal, but we're looking at it from the vantage point of way back when to where now other people have taken their place, whether it is broadcasters or teams as powerhouses, so it's just different for them. 
And it, I, I, I could have used, I could have used Berman tonight. I could have used back, back, back. I mean, listen to John Shambi and guys call it, but they're still surprised. It, that's gone. No, okay, we know these are all. It's a home run derby. I, you know, during the season when you're surprised when there's a home run, I get oh, and then that's gone. Oh my God, it's it's three nothing now. But every other pitch is a home run. Oh my God, it's gone. Like you know, it's probably just found a way to call it exciting, and it's probably not a fun gig to get. I would think because it's very boring. It's very repetitive. It's the same thing over and over again. I, I would much rather call a game than call the home run derby. If I was a broadcaster, I'd much rather call a game. Yeah, but it's funny. You know, you got you got like 75 Bryce Harper home runs, and Berman's got to find an interesting way to call you know all of them. And the Bryce is right on this one. Gone. His 15th, <laughs> TJ. I mean, you have to find that that right way. Yeah. And it's it's really difficult. And you got to look up the neighboring town so you can say how far the ball went. Um, I wasn't it was it Boston where he was just I think mean, I think he was run like calling out suburbs maybe or maybe that was New York, but he was just like um just calling it like these rant and you could tell at a certain point he was like man to Westchester County this yeah. one hit to Staten Island this one give me some more Burns yeah, research yeah very I, uh, I, I need to hit this yeah very Nassau County. It's tough, man. I mean, you know, to the White House, <laughs> across the Beltway, <laughs> to Camden, to Cal Ripkins, over uh, the river and through the woods. Uh, that one's on Trump's desk. <laughs> uh, TJ. So, yeah, missing Berman tonight. Missing yeah. Berman. Not missing is controversy from the home run derby. Something we're going to get into very big in a minute. Bryce Harper's dad pitched to Bryce Harper tonight. And, you know, Bryce Harper's dad in, in big moments in guy history, you know, fully jacked with a beard, looking like he looked like he's 30 years old. But he's actually 53. It surprises me because he looks younger than Bryce Harper, who decided, I'm not going to pitch from the pitchers, ma'am. I'm going to pitch 10 feet in front of home plate and throw fastballs to my son. <laughs> no and Harper, Harper is still crushing home runs. So great moments in guy history. But there's people upset online saying that, oh, Bryce Harper was given this because the rules of the Home Run Derby, and, and you know, you got to look up rules of the Home Run Derby, say that a pitcher can't throw the next pitch until the previous ball lands. So Harper hits one, and once it hits the ground, you're allowed to throw the next pitch. It's now a timed event Home Run Derby to not give people advantage where they just keep throwing balls like one after another. And there's many people online who, who are saying, hey, his dad is throwing the pitches – before the ball's hit. So he's getting extra pitches during his time. So now Bryce Harper winning the home run derby was fixed. Well, look, they doctored baseballs back when the home run derby was in Boston, when Mark McGuire put on the show. They even came out afterwards and said they doctored the baseballs then. Like, they're going to stop the home run derby and say, nope, nope, on second thought, we have uh, done a recount here, and we're going to go ahead and take two away. Kyle Schwarber's your winner. (laughs) Now, just if they had the balls to make that move, I would love it because I'd love to see how pissed off Bryce Harper is. If he celebrated that win and it meant that much to him that he celebrated the way he did when he won, how would he have unloaded had they taken away the win? That's what I want to see. TJ, from eating shawarma to celebrating <laughs> Schwarber, who is now your home run derby champion. TJ. We'll get to this coming up in a minute, but right now let's find out what's trending besides Bryce Harper's headband with Mr. Tom Looney. Major League Baseball's Home Run Derby was held tonight. Not sure whether or not you knew that. They had an eight-man bracket format they've used the past few years. It was held at the park where they will play the All-Star Game tomorrow, Tuesday. National Stadium, Washington, D.C., and a hometown guy won the Derby. 
swing and a high fly ball center field. That will do it. Bryce Harper here in Washington, D.C. Told you. Washington Nationals outfielder hoists the trophy. And he is your 2018 T-Mobile Home Run Derby champion. And that's how we let the sound tell the story from Home Run Derby on Sirius XM. Seriously. Starting pitchers for tomorrow's All-Star Game were announced earlier Monday. Red Sox fireballer Chris Sale will start for the American Big League. Big honor. I know this this hasn't happened very often. That's Chris talking into a microphone. In a long time, so I appreciate it. I'm going to try to have some fun with it, too. So, And the starting pitcher for the National League so, uh, in Washington, D.C., Washington National Star, Max Scherzer. I can only imagine what it's going to be like to have the Nats fans here That's Max. Uh, supporting all of us, Bryce and Doolittle as well. So it's just an unbelievable honor that uh, to be able to have that recognition, uh, to be able to go out there and start it, start this thing again, because uh, this is just a dream come true. And we have a conspiracy theory. Did Bryce Harper's father, Ron Harper, help fix the home run derby so his son could win it? We now forge forth into the night, and we go to the phone with Jason Smith and Jonas Knox discussing this conspiracy on Fox Sports Radio. Thank you, Mr. Looney. Sure. We're live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info, visit geico.com. So, number one, I love the fact that people are up in arms about this. Oh, somebody else should have won the home run derby. Bryce Harper's dad is throwing balls when he wasn't supposed to throw them. I, I guess it shows you people can get upset about anything. But there's going to be that a lot of people who are saying, oh, Schwarber should have won, somebody else should have won, you know, Max Muncy should have really advanced. And You're going to get a lot of people that are going to say that. It's going to be fun tomorrow to hear that. Well, yeah, well, tomorrow and the next day, you need controversy because the day after the All-Star game, is it the most dead day in sports? Uh well yeah the only events going on I believe I, what WNBA games I don't right? know but I I know that you there's nothing to bet on like as far as gamblers go oh no, you can the, bet on the, the ESPYS can't you oh god the ESPYS are coming aren't they can't oh you bet god. you can bet on them oh, can't I forgot you? about the ESPYS the ESPYS yeah you can bet oh, on you know man the ESPYS in the Little League World Series is the worst television all year long Wow, you don't like Little League World oh, Series my god it's so kids. bad wow, man what a it's hater so you bad are. you know what I think why I, you don't like watching little kid little kids realize I, their dreams well the best part about the Little League World Series is uh when like Chinese Taipei has a 28 year old <laughs> playing the outfield that's the best part of the Little League World no, Series. no come on they don't waste a 28 year old in the outfield they uh, pitch well, I mean whatever man uh, God, I can't believe we thought that kid was twelve years old. He's six nine. Oh, like we like Danny Almonte was wasn't United States. <laughs> He's we, six we, nine. We kind of guilty of that too, Jonas. A little uh, bit. Well, like, look, that's can't... fine. Like who cares? Chinese Taipei, uh, whatever. Long Beach had a had a team a while back. I hate the Little League World Series. Worst television all year long. Wow. That and the ESPYS. Wow. Worse yep. than the ESPYS. That yep. is. Wow, you're just a hater. Bad. It's not good. If mm. I want to watch kids play Little League, I'll go watch my my friends' kids play. I'm not going to sit around and, and waste time on television while they break down. Here's why. This is why that changeup was so effective. No, the changeup was so effective because he's throwing to a 12-year-old. <laughs> like That's why it was so effective. So you don't watch the Mets then? I, listen, I'm not going to let you bully your team anymore. <laughs> like this is You bullied Andre Dawson. You're now bullying the Mets. 
I mean, enough. So you got to like stick with your team, man. Hey, Andre Dawson's going to be the play of the night. I don't care about letting that cat out of the bag because that call was awesome. I can't wait to play that coming up. No, it was a minutes. good call. I mean, a little WWE, a little Telemundo. I liked it. I was into it. <laughs> but, you know, the big thing about Bryce Harper, because this was, I mean, all the highlights, people are starting to see everything now with Bryce Harper. You know, you want to go crazy about his dad throwing a ball a little bit early. I mean, look, you should go crazy. You think it's really not his dad because I can't believe he, he looks like he's like Bryce Harper's couple of years older brother like oh it's my older brother he's 32 you know he's uh you know he's a personal trainer I think or he's something 50, i think he's 53 he looks great for 53 yeah. M- minus the shoe polish on the beard he looks great yeah. for 53 years old <laughs> i think his dad was in 300 but watching bryce harper tonight celebrate skipping coming out for the for for batting and and the over-the-top celebration that Bryce Harper had in winning. I know it was his home park, and I know we had Seth Everett on earlier tonight. He said, listen, there's some events that may force Bryce Harper to stay in Washington if the market is not big for him this year. But, you know, I saw a guy who wanted to have one moment because it'll be the only moment he's going to be known for in Washington when he leaves after this year because they can't give him $300 million. Scott Boris will get money from somebody. He will. He's not not going to get it. He's going to get it. He's never failed. So he's going to get $300 million or whatever it is close to it for Bryce Harper again. This is a bad team. They're 500. Their window is not open anymore. It is closed, and they're on the downswing. This is it. He knows this is as good as it's going to get, and I'm going to have this one moment, and he celebrated like they won the World Series. If, if I – Drop if you were in space for three years or in some sensory deprivation tank, and I see here, watch this celebration after Bryce Harper hits this home run. You would think he just hit a walk off in the World yeah. Series. That's how he celebrated. And I don't care if you're in front of your own fans or not. That was so over the top. It's like I haven't had any moments. This is going to be my only one because we're not winning anything this year, and I'm going to leave. So I'm going to have this moment right now. Yeah, and the Nationals have underachieved, to your point, big time over the past several years because they've been loaded with talent. Max Scherzer's been unbelievable. They've been in the playoffs uh, seemingly every single year, and they tried to blame Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker was a scapegoat. Bryce Harper didn't exactly support him after Dusty Baker was gone. Because uh, so he called Bryce Harper Royce in this introductory press Well, conference. look, I mean, that happens from time to time. I mean, sometimes, <laughs> look, I mean, uh, some guys call Bryce Harper Royce. Some guys drop softballs on their heads. It's just, it's it's the way it goes sometimes with Major League Baseball players when they've kind of already had their career success and they're, they're thinking about stuff afterwards. But, so they tried to use Dusty Baker as a scapegoat. They got rid of him. They bring in Dave Martinez who's a younger guy, uh, was on Joe Madden's bench, who you think would have some of the younger philosophies. Uh, Like Mike Matheny was fired, a lot of people think, because he couldn't relate to younger players. They bring in Davey Martinez to try and be able to relate to younger players, talk about analytics and whatever, and you've got their worst now this year. Bryce Harper's betting 214. 214 he's betting, clearly the worst year of his career. And he's looking at a big-time contract, and apparently you talk to any MLB insider. John Pomerosi has said it. Um, Seth Everett, I think, alluded to it. It's not going to hurt him that much in the wallet in the offseason because everybody's looking at what he projects out instead of what he did in a big-time year to get a contract done. Alex Rodriguez was on uh, with Colin Cowherd on Fox Sports Radio earlier today talking about how Bryce Harper has pissed a lot of people off. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, maybe he pissed him off. He's still going to get 300 plus. 
He's still going to get it from somebody. And I just I don't believe what Seth Everett is saying that it's going to be Washington. I just don't buy it. If there were if there was a situation in baseball where I thought teams wouldn't bid, where it'd be no, we're just not going to do it. I, I would agree with you. If it was a case like the NFL where people decide we're not going to pay safeties, because that's the thing this year, nobody's paying safeties. A lot right. of good safeties are out. I, I would get it. But baseball, people always pay. Yeah. You're, you're, pay, you're paying for the brand. You're paying to have a star power of Bryce Harper. You're paying for a guy that's going to bring people to the ballpark. And you're paying for, ostensibly, someone who's going to buy you into contention and have you not only b- get people in the seats during the season, but in playoffs. Someone's going to give that kind of money. Someone's going to pay Bryce Harper that kind of cash. There's oh, yeah. no way. There's no way Bryce Harper, in a free agent in his prime years, is going to walk away and go, "Yeah, no one's going to pay me." No, that happens to and, other guys, not and, Bryce and, Harper. And listen, there's a reason why guys like Jake Arrieta, a Cy Young winner, a World Series champion, has pitched and pitched well in big games, and still has a lot left in the tank. Was a free agent and didn't actually appear with the Philadelphia Phillies until after the season started. He didn't make a start until after the season started because he was still sitting there because so many teams were, weren't were willing to break the bank and spend money on free agents this offseason because they knew what was coming up next offseason, which was Bryce Harper. He's still going to get paid, and the guy's batting two fourteen. He's like there are pitchers that are probably batting with better batting averages than Bryce Harper, and he's still going to get $300-plus million. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, Jonas Knox in for Mike. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Jonas at the Jonas Knox. When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes, set up screener questions based on your job requirements, then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 billion businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. That's Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. Coming up next, you got to hear the Andre Dawson play of the night. Plus, if you thought it was nice that you could get pre-order your Laker LeBron jersey and hear about, oh, there's such a backlog because so many people want their new LeBron Lakers jersey, yeah, we got a story that Matt that makes that look like a very cute shopping trip to Target into the one dollar clearance bin. It's next on Fox. I know this is Jonas Knox's favorite part of the night. Just going to let this song sit here for a second. Would you catch me? <laughs> I'd catch me. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Jonas Knox in for Mike Harmon tonight. Why is Jonas Knox in tonight? Well, we sent Mike Harmon home after something happened to Jonas's boyhood idol, Andre Dawson, which you're going to hear in the play of the night coming up in a couple of minutes. But first... Remember that hubbub over LeBron James when you could buy his Lakers jersey online for the first time? And, oh, look how many jersey units they sold in LeBron's Lakers jersey vaulted to the top of most popular jerseys in the United States. Well, Jonas, that turned out to be just a very nice, cute, feel-good story in in the wake of what you're going to tell us right now. Yeah, there's a difference between being popular and being really effing popular. LeBron James is very popular. Cristiano Ronaldo is really effing popular. And the numbers don't lie because in 24 hours after they put his Juventus jersey for the Italian soccer team that he has signed up with, a four-year deal, his transfer fee, all of that, they put Cristiano Ronaldo jerseys up, the Juventus jersey, in 24 hours, 
They sold over 500,000 of them and have made over $60 million just on Ronaldo jerseys in 24 hours. That's like half of the transfer fee already. Yes. They yes. say, yeah, we're going to make it back. When? 24 hours. Really? Yes, we'll make it back. Trust me. That, I, that and is, that's only Instagram models. Yes. Like that is, and it's, it is cr- that's how you know the difference between that and what LeBron is. LeBron's great, but he's not that. That's a, just a whole nother level of popularity. $60 million in 24 hours by just putting a, a guy's uh, name and number on the Aventus jersey. Yeah, Unbelievable. And they have people uh, standing by murals. Uh, to not make sure people yeah. deface them with Ronaldo's record in World Cups. Yeah, well, listen, uh, I think Ronaldo was defaced enough with that bronze statue they made of him. Where I mean, it looked like uh, he had been tranquilized. Well, uh, and, and like something happened to his teeth Yeah, as it was well. weird. Very, very bizarre. Like he had, was missing teeth or it made it seem like he had gold teeth. It didn't look right. No, so. no. But this is, I mean, what kind of cut is he's got to be getting some kind of cut? I don't, I don't know the percentage he this. gets, but yeah, he's he's got to be getting something. And Juventus is a big team. Like they're the biggest yeah. Italian team. They're they're the Yankees, uh, they're they're the Lakers per se of Italy. Uh, I actually saw them play because I I follow Italian soccer. Don't ask me why. Uh, I saw them play at Dodger Stadium uh, a while back, and when they come in, it is a you can tell that they're there. But that was before Ronaldo. I mean, they had legendary Italian players like Pirlo and Buffon. Ronaldo now, Gianluca Pagliuca. There's even there because Italian Serie A, which is the the soccer league that they play in, there's now a bidding war to be able to air Italian Serie A games in the U.S. between networks just because of Ronaldo. The 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 financial impact that he's going to have in so many places is huge. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at How About a Fresca Jonas at the Jonas Knox the Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen. Time now for the play of the night, which is great news. Great news. You want to save money? Go to Geico.com and in fifteen minutes you could be saving fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Well, the play of the night could be Bryce Harper's home run derby clinching home run. You know, by the way, <laughs> when I tweeted out a few minutes ago. Hey, tonight's night. I really miss Berman. We talked about Berman needing him for the home run derby and how much fun it was. Keith Olbermann <laughs> quote tweeted me and wrote, imagine how he felt. Because <laughs> I'm picturing Berman like at home, oh, like yeah. doing it by himself, going back, 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 back. Well, it's like some players when, go to the bathroom. when players get knocked out of the playoffs, they just yeah. don't watch the rest of the playoffs. Right, yeah, it, it's too hard. It's just too, it's too heartbreaking. Anytime it looks like someone's going to hit a home run, Berman turns the TV <laughs> off. Oh, I can't watch it yeah. anymore. Uh, it could have been, but instead we have to go after the all-star game to the celebrity softball game, which aired right afterwards, which had many celebrities like Mike, the Miz, a couple of actresses from twilight, orange is the new black. It was on ESPN, the Ocho. Yeah. And we watched it and many former baseball stars were on there as well. Tori Hunter was on there. He actually struck out in slow pitch softball. But while Torrey Hunter struck out, the highlight of the night, unfortunately for Jonas Knox, proud Cub fan and Andre Dawson super fan, happened when the Hawk was playing first base early on in the Celebrity Softball. Uh-oh, uh-oh, easy there, Hawk. Oh, my God, hit him with the head. Oh, Hawk. Oh, Hawk, what just happened? What just happened, Hawk? 
Oh, my, Andre Dawson. It's okay to laugh because Hawk is laughing. Put him back it. in the outfield. Wait, wait, check out this replay because you know the Hawk is tremendous in right. I knew it. I knew it. Base. Ay, he, pulled the, he pulled the Canseco, went right off the head. Ay. It's in honor of the World Cup. Yes. Ay, que dolor de cabeza. That's a header for the Hawk. <laughs> Oh, Monsoon, he fought dirty. Dios and I'll mio. tell you what, that pencil neck geek is going to get what's coming to him. Man. WWE radio on oh, that call right there. That's too bad. That's but too bad for the I, Hawks. I just, that was a great call, though. Oh, it was look, outstanding. Andre Dawson was never in trouble. He never looked like he was being injured, but it no. sounded like at the beginning, oh, my God, watch out, Hawk. It was a Yeah, if you were listening to that on radio, that would be a bad representation of what happened. It just swerved my car going, yeah, oh, my that, God, that something's been awful. happening to Andre Dawson. Like, that would have been a terrible representation. But look, uh, don't forget, when you mock Andre Dawson, he's the 1987 NL MVP. He's a Hall of Famer, okay? Respect is due to Andre Dawson. Plus, he owns owns a funeral home. You're going to save that as your your, your last uh, upswing? Just a little. And he owns a funeral home. A little warning here. He owns a funeral home. Be careful. You got to be nice to the people that will handle your corpse after you go. What, What does it matter? Look, I, I plan on going out looking looking spotless. I don't need... Uh, Do you want to be buried in Andre Dawson Cemetery? I just I don't want him putting magic marker on my face, uh, you know, putting lipstick on. Well, lipstick I wouldn't mind. <laughs> For Jonas, I'm Jason, Twitter, at Hal Fresca. This is Fox Sports Radio. Harmon back tomorrow night, then Jonas back in later on this yeah, week. Yeah, bandana night. Yeah. <laughs> well, Wednesday is bandana night, and it's also Andre Dawson hitting the head night, Fox. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust 
into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.